The doctor will see you now. But do they really? Do they see you as a mother who's a daughter and a caregiver? Fearless, but sometimes fearful. A health nut with a French fry habit. An O-positive geologist named Patty, who's here today for a melanoma exam. At Kaiser Permanente, we believe the only way to care for all of you is by seeing all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org. Hey, Roaring! Hey, Roaring! Hey, 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 Roaring! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the SCN Live Show. It is the SEN Live Show. Show, 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 show. What kind of show it is? It's the SEN Live Show. We're going to do a show today. We're going to do a show with some people. We're going to do a show. Show, show, show. Welcome back, everybody, to SEN Live. Christian Harloff, joined, as always, by the R, the B, the 3. Hello, RB3. How are you, sir? Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Happy to have you here, my friend. And joining us, Brett Sheridan. What is up? Going it's a on. Show. We're having it. It's doing it. We're doing it. We're having one. We're doing it. We're doing it. Look, Kate, Kate Mulligan was here, but I sent her away. Yeah. And I'll tell you why I sent her away. Bye bye. Because yesterday, one of our wonderful fans tagged me because I was talking about um, Class Action Park on HBO Max. And for those of you who don't know what Class Action Park is, it's um, this crazy documentary about this, the craziest amusement park of all time. And I used to go there frequently as a kid in the 80s and 90s. Um, and it was, a, it, was a water, it was a water park, but it was the most dangerous water park in the world. Like there were, there were a lot of deaths. There were a lot of injuries. Um, and I, I, it was run by teenagers. It really, I mean, the guy who created it wasn't a teenager, but the people who were working, there was alcohol and teenagers. And this... And we're going to have the director, Seth Porgs, on, and I hope I pronounced his name correctly. Um, we are going to have him on. Uh, in, the way that it happened was that uh, a fan had tweeted, because I was talking about it yesterday, and said, you should have Seth on to talk about the movie. And I said, 100% I will, if he wants to do it. And he, and he, he hit me up, we, we DM'd each other, and he said, uh, let's do it tomorrow. I said, let's do it. So I watched it. I watched a lot of it. I'm, I'm like five minutes from finishing it. Um, but Kate's going to watch it right now. And then she's going to help me, um, want to help me, but she's going to talk to me, talk to Seth with me because it's bonkers. Even if you've never been there or even heard of Action Park, this is something to watch because the animation in this thing is so funny. It's so funny, but it's crazy with all the shit that went down with this park. So I don't know how many people have watched it, um, but yeah, a lot of people did die there. And it was, I'm telling you, I, so I called my, I, afterwards, I'm watching this, I called all my friends from home. And I, and, I, and I told him about this thing because everybody went to Action Park. Everybody knew about Action Park. And I called my friend John, who I've talked about on Collider Live many times, John Pinto. And he goes, dude, he was like, you remember when I got injured on the in- – you ever had that friend that got injured doing everything? Um, well, Pinto, Pinto was the guy who would get injured and hurt like everywhere we went, right? So he, he got hurt at Action Park. And he got hurt at the, on the Alpine Slide, which someone died on the Alpine Slide. Um, like it, it, someone died on the Alpine slide in 1980 and they go into it in the, in this dock and the dude, 
this poor kid, he was like, I don't know, 18, 19 years old, and he was going, to, and the Alpine Slide was, I picture this, it was like this, you'd go super fast on these little, uh, like, uh, toboggans or whatever the hell they were, and they had these brakes that didn't really work very well, but it was super hot, and, and you're, going, you're in your bathing suit, so just imagine if you fall off this thing, it's little, you barely can fit on these things, and you're going super fast, and it, and People would go flying over it, and John Pinto had ripped off his skin from landing on the damn thing. This poor kid jumped off the track and landed and bashed his head on rocks and, and died. And that was, and there were people that died in like the wave pool. And I'd been in that wave pool. I can't even tell you how many times I've been in that wave pool at Action Park. And from what they were telling me, RB3, what they were telling me, they're telling you in this doc of like the reason why that lifeguards couldn't see him is because of all the the the, the suntan lotion and the and and the fucking excrement and fucking injuries from people's arms. I mean, it was pure chaos. My favorite fucking line from the whole thing, this this lunatic that ran this place, that started this whole place, this guy, um, Gene uh, Gene Muldehill, was the guy who started this whole thing, and um, it, they they there was this Colorado River ride, and I remember it very well. And the reason I never and I remember remember going on this thing and never seeing a lifeguard. You never saw a lifeguard. The, the most dangerous guy <laughs> that they had. You're in these flying down. And you know why? I found out out of all these years finding out why. Because Gene Moldehill said you wouldn't find a lifeguard in the Colorado River. <laughs> insane like dude they had, they had they're my favorite thing they had these tanks that you would drive around right these little tanks and you shoot tennis balls at other tanks and it's one fucking lunatic uh poured gasoline on one of the balls and lit it on fire and started firing at other tanks Jesus. dude i'm telling you this documentary is crazy because it's so crazy because and it's you look at you this can't be real it's all fucking real uh it, it is it's it's insane it's insane it is such a great documentary and it brought back a lot of memories the freaking tarzan swing that they had that like you would go jumping in you think oh okay i'm gonna land in this uh, in this warm water it was like river water so it was like minus <laughs> 75 degrees you jump in. i'm telling you it was insane and everybody would go because it was and there was fights all the time they had uh, oh it's, it's this place i'm Arbitha, you have to watch this this documentary. You have to. It, it it's like it's. I told my buddy last night. I said I feel like we've survived the Hunger Games by going to this place. <laughs> and, and and they even tell you they even tell you at one point that um that it's like uh, that he based it off of like Lord of the Flies, and, <laughs> and it's like it's like when you look at when you look at like every theme park and every creator who made it is their vision of what they saw the world mm -hmm. and like when you see disney and disney had like this idea this fantasm of, of like you know and blending it with like the western side of it and family mm -hmm. um and that's the way he kind of envisioned and wanted to see like the the purity of the world and when you see uh when you see this dude uh molda hills it's it's like <laughs> chaos and anarchy and just like complete and like he's this dude is paying off cops and he's and he, like there there was he he lied about the death of the kid in 1980 and said that the kid was an employee and said that uh, he was it happened at night in the rain. Kid wasn't an employee. It didn't happen in the rain and it didn't happen at night. All three lies and they let it go because this town he was bringing all the money in. It's fascinating. Wow. It's fascinating. So there's so much. There's so much with uh with this uh with this documentary that I really recommend and I cannot wait. Yeah, and the owner couldn't get insurance and he made up his own insurance yeah. company which he made up his own insurance company and, and then and because of that because of that like you couldn't because he didn't have real insurance if you got hurt and you sued him you get shit like it's like and, he would, and everybody that would take him to court 
he wouldn't he would go to court with them and drag it out all the way through like every oh listen it was nuts is absolutely absolutely nuts you guys gotta you gotta check this documentary out i cannot wait to talk to seth at uh at 11. there's well, a lot I'm of stuff more and more i need hbo max i mean there's so many things you guys keep that i'm not able to watch lately because of it but don't you have, did you have hbo go no, I didn't have the. I you didn't I, have I, HBO. I, go. I think I, I gotta get it just to watch this. This looks amazing. Storm it's Shadow dude, Rocks it's... donated twenty dollars. I worked at Action Park the summers of '93 and '95. Colorado wow. River ride was the main ride. I worked. People cut up from the Alpine Slide would come to that ride to cleanse their wounds. The doc is excellent. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. It was. I'm so. That's, so we probably right around that time like 93 95 i think was the last time that i went and i went with my, my i went with my late brother and i went with my buddy pat and we went and we were uh we that was the last time i remember going and now you know cuz my i was at the time i was probably 18 and i drove so my brother at the time was probably like 13 and I should have, and I let him run off and do his own thing. That yeah. was the stupidest thing i ever did but i didn't know you you assume that you assume that the park is is you know, anytime amusement park, you, they even say it. It's like that they have, you have that, um, the illusion of that everything goes. But in this place, everything went. Like, it, it's, it's, it's nuts. It really is nuts. Uh, there's, more, there's more stuff. The documentary, by the way, Elena, is called uh, Class Action Park. And we're going to have the, um, we're going to have the, uh, the, director on in just a little bit around 11 o'clock kate's gonna come back too but there's other things that we're going to talk about there's other news in the uh, in the in the world and there's a big story that's going on right now and it kind of broke this morning and and i had seen it and rb3 had brought my attention to it and everybody's talking about it obviously as you see in the uh in the comments um and in the the heading of the of today's show is that john boyega was a gq rb3 yes gq yep so John Boyega had a had an interview, and and this was funny because remember we were talking about this RB three. I think you and I, a couple months ago, and he had made he's he's been making these comments and taking these subtle shots in general about being. He's like, nah, I'm done with it. Don't want to be in it. And then we, you and I, had talked about it and said he didn't have a good experience in those movies. Yeah. He did not have a good experience. But like, no, 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 that's not it. He's just moving on. He's just. And I was like, you can tell. He went from from the from. When you talk to him or say, I remember I had an opportunity to sit down with him before The Force Awakens, and he had all this kind of hope and stuff of what he wanted to do, and he was a Star Wars fan. So when you see him pre The Force Awakens and then watch that journey, and at the end of it, and this is before this interview came out, you can tell that the guy did not have a good experience in general from the beginning, and he does reference the comments of he's announced as a stormtrooper, he gets uh, crap because of it because he's black and because it's like you, there's no black stormtroopers, which is the stupidest thing that anyone has ever said ever, and there's been stupid things said before. Um, but he's getting shit because of that, uh, and then he's pretty much just marginalized in The Last Jedi uh, mm -hmm. uh, completely, and he inside of this article he pretty much says that without saying that because he he, he makes sure to defend jj abrams inside of this article where he talks about don't he said what he says something along the lines of don't come after jj he was pretty much trying to save it he wasn't even supposed to do the last one but um but anyway the the, the comments from the most important comments inside of it was that he blames disney for pretty much promoting the fact that they had this strong black character that was coming out and then not doing anything with that character at all and putting the focus more so on 
on um, on Daisy Ridley and 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 Adam Driver, and he and he doesn't and he doesn't put any fault on Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley here. He said they kind of knew what was going on, but mm-hmm. what he's saying is inside of this was when you look at the promotion, and this is why this is why I understand where he's coming from. When you look at the promotion of the Force Awakens, what do they promote? They promote Finn yeah, coming yeah. up, popping up through the thing. They promote Finn with a lightsaber. lightsaber. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they they promote him as this. This is going to be a a a. a a big character inside of this franchise. This is going to be a character that, you know, is going to be very relevant to this overall arc. And he wasn't. Um, the, he was in the, in the Force Awakens. They had the ability to continue it on because they set him up in the Force Awakens where, I mean, he, you can look and you can say, obviously, the, the stuff that happened behind the scenes with the fans that were saying um, ridiculous things to him. Uh, though that's, that's stuff that we're right away you're like oh shit what did i get myself into you can understand that but he was the character was poised to be able to do great things mm-hmm. he's then put in this ridiculous kind of comical dopey role in the last jedi and he's just thrown to the side in a really and you can say well but it was because of him he was able to it, it, it was horrible it was a horrible thing what they did to the character and then in the last movie they really didn't know what to do anymore so they kind of oh yeah now he has the force uh, kind of, but we're not really gonna. You remember that big secret I had, Ray? I'm never gonna tell you what it is. So, but but I'm but I'm but I'm more important than I was in the Last Jedi. They, they this was the overall thing with the problem in general of all three of these movies was that this thing was handled terribly, and this is an example of that. RB three. Um. Yeah. No. I uh, I 100% agree with that too, Christian. I think when you look at well, first of all, I implore people, if you haven't read the full GQ article, you should read the full GQ article because he talks a lot about social activism and how he's had to, you know, how he's been out there fighting the good fight for like the Black Lives Matter movement. And Mr. he's been Kingdom. resilient through that. Oops. $30 through Super Chat. I'm a black man and lifelong NSW fan. Dot the character of Finn Sweaty, cowardly space janitor to be highly offensive. I felt bad for Boyega, who held hope that his character would get better with each movie, but it never did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's I mean, that's the thing. Right. But but, but, you know, he talks about social activism, but this is his kind of own form of social activism, like in in talking about this stuff, because he like you said, like they, they pretty much used the idea of like a black Star Wars star, a black stormtrooper a, a, a black lead in a star wars film to like market this whole new generation of star wars that was going to be ushered in and it got a whole and a lot of audiences involved and they milked they milked john boyega off that promotional tour and he talked about that too Tim how Tim donated twenty dollars it argued that finn wasn't sidelined in the last jedi and had a great arc but other than that it really is frustrating to hear this along with kelly Marie being sidelined in Tross as an Asian-American fan of Star Wars. They really had no central plan. Well, I mean, and that's the Kelly Marie Tran thing all plays into it too, right? Because going back to John Boyega real quick, he talks about doing the press for Force Awakens and not even... Like the hairdressers were looking at him crazy, like the 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 because he wanted to grow his hair out and he wanted to grow his hair out. Uh, the 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 wardrobe, the stylist was looking at him crazy because he wanted to dress certain ways. Like it just starts like these little problems all escalate to bigger things down the road. And he was really you know, and that kind of took him aback. So he he ended up you know he he thanks J.J. Abrams for giving him the start for his career, but ultimately like this image, this look that Star Wars gave him, and like the promise that was 
in The Force Awakens ultimately ended up being more of a detriment to him than it ended up being successful. Because when you look at the later movies, he gets either almost completely written off. Like, I, I, I got to disagree with Tim Slim a little bit, I, or Tim Sim a little bit. I do think he was sidelined in The, for, in, in, in the Last Jedi, and I like The Last Jedi a whole lot, but they took what who, who was, I think, supposed to be a star in the first one into pretty much just a token in the second one along with another token you know, uh, with Kelly Marie Tran, like they just put, okay, here we have a black character and Asian character. Let's just put them together and have them have nothing to do with the main plot line of the, of the story. And right. uh, you know what I think that they did though, there RB three, which was, um, and and I don't know, we're never going to get confirmation on this, but what I think happened there was because Boyega was very popular from the force awakens and he did look like it was going to be a bigger arc and more stuff was going to happen. Right. And the, the, um, this new character that was coming in, uh, was okay let's let's put her kind of front and center now too and let's see what happens and how they work and how their chemistry works together and maybe because you know he's so popular that they can they can work off each other and they can but score sutherland donated twenty dollars star wars fans are the worst right now drove ahmed best to consider jake lloyd has never been the same i'm a huge star Wars fan, but just feels sad that Star Wars fans can feel so entitled about the franchise that nothing satisfies. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. Um, look, it's you agree with Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland, I do agree with Kiefer. It's it is one of those things that unfortunately, um, it it does on a very smaller side of the things. It's one of the reasons that a lot of people, including myself, have decided I I, I like talking about certain things. I'm certainly going to talk about the Mandalorian when it comes up. I don't do a weekly Star Wars show anymore. It became a lot less fun because I didn't like getting death threats. I didn't like doing all these things, and I was talking about it. I wasn't in the movie. Um, and you know there was a. Uh, there was stuff where um, Boyega, I think that he was set up very well to have a better arc than he did. And I think the problem is, I don't, and again, I don't know, but I don't, I don't think that they looked and go, well, uh, a black and Asian character, they're, they're not working, let's put them to the side. I don't think that, that was that blatant. I don't, that's what I don't think. What I think happened inside of what I think was what he's right about 100% is that you have to be responsible inside of it and understand that when you're marketing uh, uh, the way that they market, that it's very important for what they were doing and is very significant for what they were doing, and they didn't capitalize on what they promised. Yeah, and they didn't, they didn't, didn't utilize. Sorry, go ahead. Even on. so much so that they literally, for the, one of the Chinese posters, they made him like where he was bigger than all the rest of the posters. They literally made him smaller. Made the him Chinese little, posters. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, and they, they'll argue like racial sensitivity across like different markets, but like it's, it's up to Disney to take that fight. And I think that's the overall theme of what John Boyega was saying. Like, you know, he's standing up, he's taking a stand for social activism. He's standing, he's taking a stand for black lives matter and for uh, racial justice. And Disney can have that responsibility too. And Disney has shown that they are, they do make responsible choices with making movies like black Panther and changing, stuff up and and doing you know great, great things for diversity but at the same time like you know the way his character was treated uh was an, an example of, of of bad of not of not well 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 conceived uh black black characters so 100 percent. and the other problem that we that it all stems back to which is a significant problem and shows even more why it was such a problem there was no plan there was no plan because the thing is if they had a plan from up top and said okay here's the character of finn 
He's going to start out here. He needs to maneuver here into the second film, and he needs to end up here in the third. Those were never said. That is why it comes out, well, that didn't work out that way, so let's do that instead, and let's do that. No, you can't do that because you've already, you've already sold these things. This isn't like wrestling where it's like, oh, the, the, the angles aren't working on that. That particular uh, character, we got we got a shift now. This is the, the Star Wars trilogy should have been thought out. It should have had a plan. It should have had a maneuver, and it didn't. And because of that, you start to. And the same thing happened with with um, Tran in in yeah. the last movie because oh well, it, people, fans didn't like her. Fans didn't like her, so we're gonna now. Uh, I, I didn't like her storyline, right? I don't think she should have been basically taken out of the last movie. You've already set her up as a character. You set up storylines with her and Finn. What happened to that storyline? Now it's gone. Yeah. It's not, it's, nah, well, it didn't really work, so we're not even going to acknowledge it anymore. That's, well, because you know JJ didn't like what Ryan did. Ryan didn't like what JJ did. And it's like it was such a mess. And because of it, this type of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. And it's more important than anything else from what he's saying. So I, I, think, I think that when you listen to what he's talking about here, and this was a... This was probably out of all of the cast, out of even the directors, mm-hmm. this was the most hardcore Star Wars fan out of all of them. Mm-hmm. He was the only one to say the balls, the, the had the balls to say it at that time with that stupid line of the when, when you look it up at the the, the stupid stormtrooper when the stormtroopers flying and they say oh they they fly now that stupid line, and he uh, they fly now he was the only one in an interview in an interview to go wow they've been flying since the Clone Wars so he's pretty much saying I don't know why that's in there, yeah. he knew. He is like, but you know, at that point, I believe that if you, if, at this point, you probably could get the real answer out of him because he's so honest. I bet you if you talk to him, he's just like, look, by the time I was doing the third movie, it was a paycheck. I was just doing it. I was saying the lines and then I was out. Uh, and I think he was done with it. I think Daisy Ridley was done with it. I think they were done with the toxic yeah. fandom. I think they were done with the with the the lunacy behind the scenes. There's no no plan. The the switching up the the directors, the behind the scenes. I love the and and by and and I did some snooping by the way about the Mandalorian stuff. And and even the Mandalorian came out. They said this morning it's coming out in October. From what I hear, that the, there's no there were no issues uh, with the Mandalorian trailer. That there's no issues with the. Uh, with with when it's coming out still coming out at the right time john favreau has a lot of uh john favreau has a lot of clout and john favreau is if if john even if even if they they didn't like john favreau's trailer john favreau's still going to put out john favreau wanted to put a trailer out of 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 uh the mandalorian doing scenes from swinger swingers uh at this point he would be able to get it out there so uh john favreau has a lot more clout than you think so from what from what i hear that those um it it is it, it, the the trailer should be coming soon and i'm also here that that it's well not here they confirmed it that it's still coming out in october so yeah. Chris, you, all this not, oh, it's real quick happened. leo it's not it's not a diss on grace at all it's just that like she's here she might be hearing one thing i'm hearing something else it's not necessarily she could be absolutely be right um, but from what I hear on that side, that it's not. So is it a capital I? I don't know why you had to scream and yell in, in caps on that one there, Leo. But hey, it's up to you, there, brother. Uh, it, it, but uh, no, absolutely not. A, not a shot. Just yeah, uh, yeah. just I'm hearing something different. What what? So what could have fixed? Like I, I I hear like everything that went wrong, and I, I I understand completely. When I saw this trailer, that was like that was the talk of the first trailer was oh my god, Black Stormtrooper, this is amazing. This is what what went? Where do you think it went wrong? Direction, uh, Disney, like you know, fans comments during these little you know when you get to preview the films and go oh I don't yeah. like this, I like this. Where yeah. did where did it all fall apart? Do you think for I, you? Who's where do we point the finger? 
Well, I just think for me personally, I don't think it's like an individual point the finger to. I think like Christian said, there's a lot of angles. There's the fans, there's the directors and writers who didn't, you know, I think JJ had a great idea for him. And the first one, I think it was a great setup. I think as everything was set up in The Force Awakens, you know, it got, you know, it it took a different direction to Last Jedi. But I wish that the direction that The Last Jedi took was more of a, a a better direction for John Boyega, for sure, for his character, for Finn. I, I think he kind of got you know, shafted there. It's so disappointing. You could tell he had such enthusiasm when he first got the role by mm-hmm. watching that video of him reacting to seeing the first for trailer for the first time. Highlights just how much of a mess it was behind the scenes. Yeah. It yeah, was, absolutely. and I, I just... It's it's just one of these things that I think it, I do believe, and I do believe it will be fixed eventually. And this this is not this is besides this major um, issue that was brought up today. I I think that the the secondary issue of of being kind of creatively linked behind the scenes. I think that will eventually. Uh, happen also i think that they will start to put things in play and i think because they are they're exploring into television more i think you'll see more opportunities for actors and actresses of 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 color uh in in general uh you look at what deborah chow has just done um for in in the directing side Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. of star wars and just i mean i would argue that some of the stuff that she's directed is some of the best stuff that's ever been directed in star wars i would tell you that for me i would go empire strikes back as far as direction, uh, Empire Strikes Back. Then I would say, um, then I would say, uh, New Hope. I think is, is for what it was for, directed very, very well. I just watched it again the uh, the other night, and um, and then any one of her episodes on Mandalorian. Those, that's where I would go first as far as direction, as far as overall Star Wars storytelling. Rogue One is up there too. I say Rogue One is up there too. But that was, but that was directed by seven different people. If you listen to reports, you know, it's like. <laughs> So, so it's like so, but but even so, it is. It, but I, I do like Rogue One very much, uh, and I think yeah. that it, it it to me out of all the new movies that were, uh, it, it feels the most. If you compare, like you put Rogue One next to episodes of Mandalorian, they seem in tone as far as like the Star Wars universe. They don't seem like a mixture of like, and again, these new films, I enjoy them for what they are. They're fine. I'm not. I mean, like like I said, I when I first saw. Last Jedi, I didn't know what the hell. I was like, I don't know what I saw. And then I kind of Kool-Aided myself into it the, the second time I watched it. And I said, you know what? It's a really good movie. I like this movie. I'm watching through it. And I was like, and I had seen it. And, and I still, as, as, as far as a film, and I will say, directing-wise, it is a well-directed movie. I just don't like it as a Star Wars movie. And I like it less and less every time I watch it as a Star Wars movie. It just doesn't feel like that to me. But I don't know. I just think there's a lot of opportunity inside of film. Uh, excuse me, inside of television that they're going to explore a lot more of. And the fact that from, I believe that Deborah Chow is still directing the entire season of Obi-Wan. It's like, are you kidding me? Sign me up for that and watch watch all the new um, opportunities and stuff that come out for everybody and yeah. bring, bring in new actors. And, and So I'm, I'm pretty pumped. I want to see, you know, Rick Famigua get some more um, yeah, Star Wars man. love too. Maybe, maybe Donald Glover direct a couple episodes of the, the solo, you know, series that they're talking about. Like there's ways that they could improve and there's ways that you can have better representation uh, in front of and behind the camera absolutely absolutely um 
All right, so there's a couple of things that are going to be going on here today. Obviously, as you already have been, if you didn't know, streamlabs.com slash the Schmodown. We're able to get the crew back, even though we're a limited crew here today. The crew has been back quite often, and we are doing that because of you guys. So if you're able to today, keep those Schmobots coming in, and also go to streamlabs.com slash the Schmodown and put in uh, questions. We're going to shut down the Schmobot at 11 o'clock because we are bringing in Seth Borgs, who's going to be talking about um, about the the class action class action park and we're going to be really going into that movie and if you haven't watched that movie on hbo max you should um all right let's let's see if we go to some more stories john rogan's going to be joining us in a moment too so um if you're if i don't know i think we texted that to him already we did we did so as soon as he's in here because i have a, a little announcement with with roca uh, i had mentioned to you guys on for i'm hoping by friday we have a um I'm going to announce the entire slate of the shows that we have on the network and everything that we're working on, everything that we have, everything we're going to be working on, some new things, some old things, some additions to some old things. And uh, you're, going to be, you're going to be happy. You're going to be excited. So uh, I'm hoping by, by Friday or so we'll be able to announce that. All right. So let's get to some more of these stories, though, and some other things happening. There's a, there's a big story, and a lot of these reports come in. Uh, I get our stories from Dark Horizons. More U.S. cinemas are going to open to watch Tenet. With now, be, uh, with now beginning to unroll, with now it says with now beginning to unroll in U.S. Oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. Oh, Roka's here for us. Let's talk to Roka real quick. Let's talk to Roka real quick. So, uh, John, before we move into this story, John Roka is here, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, it's funny, I just uh, opened up. I was watching your 15-hour stream last night. That went pretty well, huh? Uh, he's, trying see be, later. he's trying to be like Ben got it. Uh oh, where'd he go? He's gone. He left. He didn't want to talk about it anymore. He, driving is always the best place to stream. Is he? Was uh, he actually driving? Or was he yeah. in the? Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, it's like he's, like he's like on the Alpine Slide at Action Park. <laughs> it's like can you imagine that. That's the other thing I'm going to talk to Seth about too. Can you imagine if social media was a thing for Action Park? You would get there. He is. You, you, hey, you got yeah. you. Hey, you're, you're on mute there, bud. Uh, your audio is not connected, my friend. Perfect. Thought I was bad with technology. <laughs> Let's go back to that sentence. With now beginning to unroll in U.S. cinema. Okay, so I wasn't wrong, right? I was, yeah, like what I was is? That? I was on my glasses. It was. It was. Yeah. Just, well, well, John, John's, John's got a very booming voice. So as soon as his audio is fixed, we'll hear, we'll, we'll hear him, and then, uh, and then we'll, we'll talk. Um, you're on the freeway right now and not stationary in your car <laughs> trying to fiddle with your <laughs> let's, let's, I'll read this I'll, I'm going to read it as it is okay here we go with now be beginning to unroll in US cinemas more and more locations around the country are now opening back in in an effort to show off Christopher Nolan's latest feature along with local restrictions being eased select locations in New Jersey uh, Oregon Maryland Alaska and Arizona are opening back up, as are some markets in California, including Napa, Redding, Sonora, El Dorado County, and uh, excuse me, El Dorado County, and San Diego, with San Francisco potentially on the way after the holiday. Oh, is he back? Yeah, two rows. Oh, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. I can hear you now. I can hear. You. There you go. Okay. All right, John. So um, first of all, you're not driving, are you? No, no, I'm stationary, as you can see by the virtual background behind me. It's a fake car. All right, good. Where's your mask? I'm just kidding. Uh, So, 
No, no, just kidding. You don't need to put the mask on. Oh, no, uh, I'll promote. I'll promote. Why not? I'll promote. Uh, girl. Oh, oh, my God. 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 Yeah. <laughs> oh, Harvey, you have no room to talk. You have no room to talk. Meaning of... <laughs> All right, we have we have a couple things that we're gonna um, talk about before, but before we do that, I just talked about a couple things we have going on, but we have an announcement that that you need to make that you're gonna make, and uh, and we figured well, let's let's do it on Sen Live here today, so we so we set it up to the fans, and so they know. Do you? It's, uh, the floor is yours, my friend. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's um, Chris and I were talking about this. We've been talking about it for the last few months, uh, really going back and forth about it and having fun conversations. Uh, but honest conversations more than anything else about uh, Schmodown backstage. Uh, and it is with a heavy heart uh, that I have to announce that I am stepping down as the co-host of the show um, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, it doesn't mean I won't come back if they want me to come back. Like if, once everything starts to come functioning and whatever if Ben is out and Christian's out and they ask me to co-host, doesn't mean I or co-host or host doesn't mean I can't do that. But I think for the uh, coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks, I'll be stepping down. I think it's time to focus a little bit more on the stuff I want to do for my channel. Uh, but it doesn't mean that I won't be doing some kind of showdown stuff with Christian. We have conversations ongoing about something else. I think Ben does an incredible job hosting the show. I, I've just started to feel lately, and that's through no, no fault of Ben's that I may not be the right co-host for him for what he wants to do with the show. And I think uh, there's maybe somebody better off there. Hey, all, all. I snuck my dad's VHS copy of Body of Evidence and watched it in my room when I was 13. My teenage boy's body didn't nice. know what was happening. That parking garage scene, wow. Wow. I'm telling you, that garage is crazy. Uh, no, Roka is not leaving SCN Live. Someone, he's, he's, so people are he's, he's still hosting two, maybe even more. Who knows? But right now, two days a week on SCN Live. That is not changing. He's not stepping down from the Schmodown, so everybody is, is, is doing uh, rumors in the chat. It is This is strictly backstage. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I just, I just, you know, Ben's done a great job hosting the show. It's Ben's show. And I, and I think for me, where I'm at right now, um, I need to step – uh, aside so that someone can step in and flow with Ben a little bit more. And I found that like some other stuff's been coming up that's keeping me from showing up on the show consistently for the full two hours. And I don't want to do that to the fans. And of course, those fans who've been uh, complaining and crying that it's a Finstock Exchange power hour uh, can now like look to someone else to co-host <laughs> with Ben and that can go away a little bit as well. So yeah, you but, don't like Ben or co-hosting with him. Okay. Right. And you hate the Finstock and you hate being associated with the Finstock Exchange, and this is a confirmation that you will be leaving them next season. Okay. That's fair. Perfect. Perfect. Somebody don't tell Tom. Is this going no. live? Don't tell yeah. Tom. No, no, yeah. No, 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 no. So this is so anyway, so this is a, so to let everybody know, like I like I said, Roca is not going anywhere as far as SEN goes. He's going to be uh on this show. Uh, I mean shoot, he's hosting tomorrow. So he'll be here tomorrow and he will be hosting I prob probably on Mondays Mondays probably for sure because of now these new meetings that i have on mondays it's going to be harder and harder for me to do it and roca's yeah, yeah. been doing a, an incredible job as uh as a host on this show i would say that we both i would say we both co-host this show together to be honest at this point so it's like um so um roca uh, is not going anywhere he'll be a host of scn live and he's going to be um you know and we'll still see we still got to find out what's going on with the team's tournament is is his season done yeah, yeah. or is he going to be competing in the team's tournament we'll find that out pretty soon also I, I, I do want to say and i think that adds to the element of this like it was a really tough last few weeks preparing for these matches and then having to set aside two hours Backstage, to get yeah. ready and watch the matches and you know give the our guests 
my full attention. So I found that I was uh, kind of just uh, missing those hours that I could have used to train more or get more focused on other things. So, you know, it's just, I just realized that for myself, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's, and like you said, we've been talking about this kind of back yeah. and forth for a while. And, uh, and, and John and I talk, uh, I think John's one of the only people that's up in the morning when I am. So we, we, talk, <laughs> we, we talk often. Uh, he's like, I know, I know that I text him at 630 in the morning for summer. I don't know why you're up at that time, but, uh, but, but, but I'm glad you are because you're the only person yeah, I can yeah. talk to at that time. Yeah. Um, all right, John, the great John Roca, the outlaw, check him out on the outlaw nation uh, channel. Go check out his stuff for sure. He has a lot of great things going on over there. And he will continue to be doing stuff. You'll see him here tomorrow. He'll be hosting the show. What was the second thing you wanted to talk about? Was that it? Was that the no, that was it? Thing? That was it. That was okay. it. Okay. Yeah. I said two things, so I didn't know if there was. I don't remember else. anymore. I, I you did, wanted I, to announce. Did you? Where did you? Me. I, I, maybe. Not yet. I forget. Where? Where do you? Uh, where, why do you fall into being a Yankees fan? I forget. Is, is your dad? Was, was your dad? Was no, it? no. Uh, there was no baseball when I was growing up in D.C. The Senators okay. Okay. are gone. Okay. And so for me, the first ball game I ever watched was Reggie Jackson in the series as a child. Okay. Did and you, I just fell in love with the uniforms and fell in love with Reggie. And from that point forward, I became a Yankees fan. Okay. Right when, in, when when they went into the shithole of the 80s. Oh, Steve Sachs. Steve Sachs. Steve Sachs. And all that shit. Yeah. You know, it was sucked. Sure, sure. Uh, so Kiss my ass about bandwagging. I put no, it. No, I never, I never called. I, I never, I never called you that. But uh, no, Ron Guidry, Steve Sachs. The, yeah. yeah but, but I was asking because. Uh, you know, growing up, I don't know how often did you take trips when you were when when did you when did you leave D.C.? When when did you, when did you finally leave? I uh, finally left in 1998 to go down okay. to Florida. All right, State. All right. Yeah. Well, when did you leave? When did you leave for for uh, for service? Oh, service. 1990. That's when I went into. The uh, all right. So you might not. Have. So did you did you ever visit New York at all? Like, did you or even Jersey, actually? Because uh, did you did you remember Action Park? Oh yeah, Jesus! So, dude, they did a they did it on. Do you have HBO Max? Yeah. So they did. They, there's this full documentary on Action Park and how it's yeah, the most it was the most dangerous amusement park of all time. We're having the director on at eleven o'clock, and it is it's dude. It's insane. Did you ever go to Action Park? Yes. My, oh, my we had a um, we had a friend of my dad's who lived in Jersey. So we okay, because we were poor at the time. We, it would have to be a whole like a day trip. A day trip, see him, go to Action Park, drive back at one yeah. morning. Like, right. It was so, insane. So yeah, the, that place was crazy. It was crazy. Watch, watch it. They talk about like, people, like many people died there. Um, they and I don't, I don't laugh at the fact that they died, but the fact that it was, I was laughing more, more so the fact that it stayed open. It should, it should have oh, shut boy. down. It should have shut down after the first person died. Um, but they, there was like the Tarzan swing. There was the. Uh, the, oh, yeah. the, the I'm telling you, you'll you'll it'll bring back a lot of uh, a lot of memories when you watch it for sure. Holy shit! Blow dust yeah. off that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's on. It's on uh, HBO Max, and it's called uh, Class Action Park. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. I'm absolutely watching that shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and oh, I was going to give an apology by the way yesterday because we were because oh, yes, yesterday not to you, uh, but yesterday we had uh, we we had we had uh, 
No, it's to, to, to no. Yesterday, we we were supposed to have on um, Paul Walter Hauser, and he just wasn't able to be on. Right. So in the uh, middle of the show, we started talking about Action Park, and I said, like, "Oh, let's just change the, the the thumbnail for now." And I found a thumbnail for Action Park. I thought, and it wasn't. It was from like a really popular YouTube channel called. Uh, <laughs> it's called Defunct Land, and I and I had posted the, the thumbnail, and all and every comment was like, "This isn't a Defunct Land video." I'm like, "Oops," and, and so we, we we got rid of that. So my apologies go out to uh, Defunct Land for taking the the thumbnail. I thought it was an action park uh, thumbnail. I think it's a brilliant thing to do to start doing us putting thumbnails up. Of somebody else. Or, Tomorrow. Or it's of, it's yeah, just a picture of Jeremy Johns <laughs> punching the, the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, anyway, so John Roca, uh, John, thank you for everything, obviously, with uh, with with backstage and making it oh. so great. And yeah, um, yeah. and yeah, man. So we'll uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. And it was it's been a blast. I loved it. Yeah. I loved every second of doing it. I don't want anyone to take any kind of ill will from me stepping down. Loved it. Had a great time interviewing everybody. Ben's an awesome host. It's just I'm doing this for myself, so that's all. All right, thanks. Awesome. All right, John Roca, everybody. All right, so now uh, John Roca has left the building, and we are now going to get back into the uh, the, the the movie news and things that we're going to talk about here. This is going back to this. AMC and Cinemark expect to have around 70% of their domestic circuits reopened before the weekend with Regal not far behind that mark. The biggest markets in New York and Los Angeles remain closed for now. However, and all, uh, oh, excuse me, this is the, the, the writing on this one. I guess the guy. <laughs> I was, I'm not going to lie. I read the article and I was like, this is terrible. So this wasn't me. This wasn't me today. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll admit a lot of times when I have my glasses, but this one, this one is like someone was hammered at Action Park and wrote <laughs> Anyway, the biggest markets in New York and Los Angeles remain closed uh, for now. Now it's supposed to be comma. However, all venues are subject to, to severely re- reduced capacity. Um, I don't know. So what I got out of this is that I, I, still, I, I still think that more people are just trying to capitalize on the fact that everyone's talking about Tenant and they want to see Tenant and they're going to, all right, well, maybe let's, let's take a shot. We'll be safe. And, uh, you know, and they're going for it. So RB3, what do you, what do you make of all this? Well, it's funny because I, um, I obviously like went and saw Tenet, like drove to Vegas and did it. And actually, I saw Scott Mans posted a vlog uh, last night on his channel. Uh, looks like he went to the exact same screen that I went to, but I guess I didn't see him. Who did? Um, Scott Mans. Scott Mans. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he yeah. literally did the exact same vlog that I did. But okay. Um, but it was um, <laughs> it was uh, but you know, it's funny because you know they. You know, all of these other places besides LA and New York are doing it, but LA and New York are like kind of the hubs, like yeah. for like the critics and the buzz and everything. So much so that literally you see LA critics driving out to other places to see Tenet and being able to cover it. So, like, I get the hustle, I get the thing, and I, you know, I get why, you know, they feel like, you know, I get why theaters feel like they need to open because, frankly, Warner Brothers is kind of putting. Both the theaters in a rough position, like, hey, if you don't open this movie and, and where it's open, then, you know, you're not getting, you know, you're not getting much going forward. Um, meanwhile, meanwhile, the theaters are in a tough position because they can't afford to not stay open. Uh, the press are in a tough position because a lot of press people need like those interviews and those reviews and those like and that stuff to like stay alive or whatever. And um, and yeah, so you see this whole climate where, yeah, there's there could be nothing but anticipation and buzz for for tenant coming forward. Um, that being said, I did enjoy Tenet, so I, yeah. you know, I do want people to see it, but I don't want people to feel like they have to risk their lives to see it. That's yeah. definitely, you know, is, is dangerous, and there's very specific risks to going to a, a theater, like, during COVID times. So if you are if you are planning on going, please be safe. Please wear a mask. Like, it's very important that you go out there and make sure that you're being safe. It's not just for yourself, but the people around you. But, yeah, I... I, I get it though. Like, there's definitely, we're definitely heading in a direction 
more towards getting things reopened more and more lately. And I even in L.A., like um, the cases have kind of gone to, you know, they say like the cases are at the lowest numbers they've been since like early June or whatever. So we're looking like really good. So now there's conversations of reopenings happening in L.A. pretty soon. So I don't know where, where that's going. Yeah, there's not a lot of new cases, which is good. It's like there's mm-hmm. definitely more. Um, you know, there's still deaths from a lot of the cases that have happened, but the the new the new cases are starting to slow down, which is which is good. Um, you know, I still fingers crossed and everything too. But you, you yeah, definitely want to be responsible in the fact that a like RB three said, you go out, you wear a mask, but you also want to be responsible in the fact that you should talk about that stuff. I think it's it, it, the, the, in in and what I mean by talking about it is also to say. Cases are going down, but it doesn't mean all right. Well, let's just go get everybody get together and start making out. It's like no, no, no. Let's 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 still take things responsible. Still talk about the fact that they're going down, but just take it easy. It's kind um, of like uh, my herpes is almost gone, so time time to screw without a condom. You know? no, maybe wait. No, wait till it completely clears up, and yes, then yes, yes. maybe start. Yeah. That's absolutely right. That's exactly what I wanted to do. Um, also, make sure. I'm so confused. Jupiter Sky says no SEN Live. This is SEN Live. Um, anyway, so also make sure, <laughs> make, guys. Uh, You're sidetracked with these chat. I'm like, what are you talking I just get, about? I just get confused sometimes. And it says, Jupiter Sky says, so no SEN Live? And I go, well, this is SEN Live. <laughs> so make, everybody, everybody represented. You have a very feminine man, yes. a black man, right. and a New Yorker. Why do you call yourself a feminine man, Brad? Uh, no, he wasn't. Yourself? He was calling himself a black man. That's what was just... <laughs> I'm the black man. <laughs> I'm black and I'm proud. Name the movie. Name the movie. Uh, I was. Oh, I thought it was going to be Lethal Weapon Two, but uh, that. No. You, you ever see that that part in Lethal Weapon Two? But, but, you're black. And he said, he goes, he goes, yeah, you are. <laughs> Great moment. Great moment. Uh, anyway, so uh, let's uh, let's let's move on over because there's some other things that we do. And we're going to be we're going to be welcoming our guests in just around 12 minutes or so, and, and Kate will be coming back too. So let's get those streamlabs, Schmobots. Yes. Thank you, thank you. Yes, Schmobots, please. If we want to keep this uh, show uh, on the air, you know, we we are we are definitely dependent on on donations. There's no doubt about it. So if you're able to and you have it, uh, streamlabs.com/schmobots. You can put a question in and do anything you want to there and. Bombard the show with Schmobots while you can. You got about 12 minutes before you can uh, shoot down the show with uh, Schmobots until around 11. <laughs> so here we go. This is uh, the next story that we have. This is another one, which is strange. Like, I was having a conversation here. I don't normally like to cover certain stories, but when they relate to things that are happening in movies, you know, that I, I like to, I think that they're, it's relevant. And this is pretty relevant with what's going on with uh, Fantastic Beasts. Right, Fantastic Beast Three is 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 um, it's it's not being delayed, but it is delaying a trial. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 fact that you know this, it, I have so many questions about this story. But Johnny Depp has requested that the defamation lawsuit trial against his ex-wife Amber Heard be delayed, all due to his filming commitments for the David Yates directed third Fantastic Beast film at Warner Brothers Pictures. Reports Deadline. 
After numerous delays, filming is set to pick back up again in the UK starting in October and possibly end in February, which would conflict with the trial, which is set for January 2021. Depp requested that the trial be postponed until sometime between March and June 2021. Heard may agree as the actress is expected to shoot the Aquaman sequel sometime next year, and so will have the scheduling com- and will so have scheduling conflicts of her own. Heard has agreed to meet on the 11th uh, to discuss the potential delay and the postponement would not entail any prejudice to her, much less unfair prejudice. Depp filed a $50 million defamation suit against Heard in 2019 for 2018. This is all the stuff. All right. So, uh, but the, the actual movie, like, so the first thing I, I, when I read it and I didn't see what the, what the whole thing is, is that. All right, is this just a celebrity throwing around privileges to move a trial whenever he wants to? But then I, then you look at it and you go, well, it was it, it's his lawsuit. He's he's the one that's kind of bringing it up. And if if she's on board with it also because she's also working, and everybody else is okay to move it, then why not? Especially when you're basically have a if you if you look at it on the other side is that you have these jobs that have been postponed from everybody that they haven't been able to shoot recently donated $30 watch class action part last night sad about all the deaths but my god i was laughing out loud at the interviews can one of the new send shows be mark Riley ruins mad libs i miss him being so terrible at those subscribe to boston movie geeks he was really bad at those Mad Libs. It's true. I forgot how bad he was. Uh, you know, the, the, the interviews were really funny, but the animation in the documentary is really funny. But anyway, going back, RB3, with this, this story with, uh, with, with um, them moving the trial, uh, do you agree with me or do you think it's just like, what, you can't move a trial? Well, it's, it's funny because I almost, yeah, like when I read the story, I thought I read it in reverse. Like I thought, oh, it clearly meant that they moved the the, the, movie. the, the production for the trial, but no, they moved the, the trial for the movie. I, I didn't know they could do that. Like, I just didn't know that was possible. Well, I think that if it was a criminal trial, like, then they probably couldn't. But I think because of the fact that it's his lawsuit and he's the one that wants to move it and because she's on board with moving, I think that if she was like, no, F you, you're not working. If you're going to if you're going to sue me, then we're doing it here. But the fact that she needs to shoot her stuff also and everybody's in agreement. I got no issue with them, you know, being able to move it if if the court because, like I said, with the jobs that are happening, like they waited so long for Fantastic Beasts to start shooting again because of COVID, COVID. and now they're able to do it, and now they have to move it again. He's probably he's probably like, all right, well, I want because he's he's been known to be pretty pretty um, uh, great to the crew and everybody too, and saying, look, okay, let's let's shoot these things, let's get the let's get it done, and then you know she wants to go back to work too. So I. I I have no issue with Part this. of me just makes me anxious. I think all of us are anxious. Like, when is there going to be a, a resolution of this? Like, when are we going to come to a to this? Yeah. Like, Amber Heard, because we've been hearing about this for years, I feel like. Years, but, like, but dude, remember, though, the trials just started happening over the last, like, year or so, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there are divorces that are that have been going on for 10 years. Yeah, you know, there yeah. are divorces. Like, it's there There are things that, like, the, the system, it takes a while, especially this high-profile stuff, too, of what they're going to be able to what they're going to find out, what proof they all this kind of stuff. And this is, is but yes, let's just, let's, I, I am looking forward to not hearing about it anymore. Just like you. Um, all right. As we wait for our guest, uh, seven more minutes. If you want to throw in those, uh, those uh, shrobots, you can do it. So go ahead and do that. And we are now going to go to a couple other stories. Um, what was the other? There's one that I saw. Oh, Jane Vaskins on dancing with the stars. Is no, that is that true? Yeah. 
Oh, really? No. I know they had Nelly. They had the creator of Catfish. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, wow. I didn't know Kara Baskin, though. Wow. Getting See, deep, that's, but that's what I was. The A list stars on that but, show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm talking about, man. That's, I think that that's where, when, when Sabrina brought that up, that's the kind of stuff that I don't think that she should get. Yeah. Like, I don't, she, like, she's not a star. She's potentially a murderer. Yeah. Um, now she's not. We don't know. I'm, I'm gonna say she's not, but we don't know that she is. Um, but she certainly looks like it's you know like yeah, it doesn't. It, look it, it, it didn't look like OJ. What wouldn't have been on that show <laughs> at that time? You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and like you know, it's like so. I, I I don't think Carol Baskin should be on that because and if she is, everyone should boo her. Uh, that's just that's just. I mean, I, she, Unless unless it's a stint and it's actually like uh, what's what's her face the who's playing her in, from Saturday Night Live uh, Kate McKinnon if oh, yeah, Kate yeah, McKinnon yeah. shows up and she's pretend she's Carol Baskin I'd be more into that <laughs> I think that would be more fun and it turns out that the scene for the new movie but come on and if they don't have somebody dancing in a tiger costume oh, then it's a missed cause yeah someone's got to be dancing or or like at least dressed up like uh like Joe uh, someone said Carol Baskin should dance to Eye of the Tiger a hundred percent. Hundred percent. So um, this is. Uh, all right, listen. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move away from this because I have been obsessed. I've been obsessed with this documentary that I've been telling you guys about. And uh, and and you and Seth, you gotta you gotta correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sorry, man. We just got uh, Seth Porgs. Porges works. Porges. Seth, dude. Look. So first of all, where did you grow up? I grew up in the Washington D.C. area, not five or six hours from Action Park. Okay, because I, so we just had John Roke on, who's who's on this show, and he and I was asking him about. He he also grew up in Washington, asking him about uh, Action Park. He's like, yeah, of course, of course, I remember Action Park. After so, when I first saw your trailer, um, I immediately obviously watched it, and then as soon as I could yesterday, I started watching the doc, and it brought back so many memories. And I talked about this on the show yesterday that I remember being there as whether I was I was thirteen, fifteen, and my last time I was there was nineteen, and I remember being there and saying, and I was a pretty wild kid, and I remember myself thinking, this isn't safe. <laughs> at what point where, why did why did you first of all why did you get involved in in wanting to do this and and kind of bring this out yeah so your experience is is not unusual uh you know it was, it's very clear when you walk into action park that this is different right this is not disney world this is not great yep. this is different and as a kid it's somewhat terrifying because it feels like your nightmares have kind of come to life. You know, when you go to Disney World, the back of your brain is saying, what if that Tower of Terror actually was falling? And you kind of are along for the story. You're along for the ride, but you know it's safe. Right. My parents wouldn't let me on that if it wasn't safe. No corporation would be allowed to have this if it wasn't safe. But at Action Park, it wasn't like that. You would take a ski lift to the top of the Alpine slide, and in real time, you would see accidents happen. That's <laughs> true. Oh, true. You, would, you would go to the wave pool, and if you just sat on the side of the wave pool, in a 30-minute period, you were guaranteed to see multiple saves, just almost guaranteed. Yep. You know, there was one part of the wave pool that in our movie, uh, a lifeguard there told us they refer to as the death zone, yes. and, which is so morbid. But um, when they would have a new recruit to join the lifeguard force, they really needed to quickly show them this was not your regular uh, water park. This wasn't right. your county pool. Right. This, was, this wasn't the beach even. This was something different. So the very first thing they would do to break them in, as they put it, yep. is position them what they called the death chair, which was next, next to death zone. They knew that within their first shift, the first 40 minutes or so, they would have a half a dozen saves. Yeah. And then they would knew this is real. So how did I get pulled in? 
you know, I, I went to the park as a kid a couple times and I remembered these things that felt like a glitch in the matrix. It felt like there's no way these things were real. <laughs> and I just wanted to investigate, figure out like what the heck was true, yeah. what happened. Well, so the, the the main thing here is there's two questions I have as far as Gene Moldehill goes because that dude is a straight up gangster. <laughs> I mean, he is a straight up gangster. When you look at everything that he's done from Wall Street and then making all his moves, creating his own insurance company, did you know all that stuff about Gene kind of going into it, or is that as you're make as you're kind of going through and making uh you know your your storyboards and and saying okay this is who I want to interview, this is what I want, learning more and more about what he did. Did you know about what kind of a, a character he was? Yeah, by the time we started working on this film, I, I definitely did. But when I first started investigating the topic of Action Park, yeah. prior to this, I'd given lectures on it, I'd written articles, I made a short documentary, and I did not know these things. And everywhere you looked, you met you meet somebody who knew Gene, they have a story. And he really was this real-life human manifestation of the park. And the park was sort of a physical manifestation of him. And it became very clear, this idea that we kind of go into in, in the movie, that what is an amusement park? What is a theme park? It's some crazy dude, some auteur, some Walt Disney or P.T. Barnum guy saying, I want to build this magical wonderland that reflects something about my personality. Yeah. And everything about Action Park reflected who this guy was, his disdain for rules, disdain for laws, the mere, you know, the idea that the only thing he really wanted to do was make money and have a good time, you know? Yeah, well, so... I did I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just saying, hi, I'm sorry. I'm just joining. Uh, hi, Seth. So nice to meet you. My name's Kate. Um, I, I have to tell you, my husband's from New Jersey. So after I watched this, I, I said to him, I was like, do you ever go to Action Park? And he said, oh, yeah. Claude took us. That was his, his uh, soon-to-be brother-in-law. He's like, got really hurt there. <laughs> And I was like, that's the story. He's like, yeah, there was a ride. And it's exactly what you discussed. The, the can't, he's like, you know, there was a ride that went like this, but it was closed that day. I'm like, yeah, I know all of this. Yeah. And um, you, know, you find yeah. that happens a lot where people who aren't from the area are watching this movie with their, their partners or their boyfriends, or their husbands, whatever it is, who's, who's from the area. And suddenly people are like, now you understand me. Well, I said, I said it to, I said it before you came on today. I said, I called my buddies and I said, I felt like we survived the hunger games. Like when you did, because it was like my, my, because my friend, John, I called him and I told him, I said, dude, you have to watch this documentary called class action park. And he's like, is it about action park? I said, you bet your ass it is. And he goes, (laughs) he goes, dude, I went on. He's like, I went on. It was, and and he was talking, I didn't realize until we got off the phone. that It was the Alpine slide he was talking about because, and, he's, and he said, I went on. He said, you remember? Because he was the one friend that would get hurt everywhere we went. And so he went on the Alpine slide and he bounced off of it. And he ripped his skin all the way off of his arm. Um, and and I texted him this morning. I said it was the Alpine because I was watching your part of the movie where you got you covered the Alpine slide. And I said, was it the Alpine slide? He's like, yep, 100 percent it was. <laughs> so, Kate, I'm sorry. You wanted to ask something? Oh, no, I did. I did want to ask this. I mean, I feel like there's so much found footage here. How what yeah. a challenge was that? I mean, like, just could you explain a little bit of the process? of how you found all of this and how many how long that took yeah that was one of the biggest challenges in making a movie that is effectively a period piece documentary yeah. uh, in, in an era before cell phones before camera phones before all the social media uh especially you know at a water park if you have a maybe you're the kind of guy who got like a vhs recorder very early you're not bringing that to a water park you know, really? like uh, you can't put that in a cubby and then go down a water slide. Uh, but really, we put the bat signal up, really, and people came to us and we tracked down people who had stuff. A lot of it was just sort of, you know, I've been living in the action park world for close to a decade doing research and talking to people and interviewing people. And so surprising sources begin to emerge. 
you know, former employees who might have been testing out a video camera one day and they found an old tape in their garage, like that kind of stuff would happen. And then there's people's home movies. Um, and it was awesome. It was awesome kind of seeing those things come to life. And, you know, the videos for the most part, you're not seeing these horrific accents on them, but you can see the chaos. You can see <laughs> the bodies flopping into each other and you can see some of these rides that, you know, it's... You can see a looping water slide in action. You can see these things that don't make any sense. So my favorite line was when they you had the one guy who used to work there, and you guys talking about the Colorado River, and he's like, Gene didn't believe that there'd be lifeguards there. And I was like, that summarizes the entire experience of <laughs> action. The Colorado River, it's, it's a light. Yeah. It's a yeah. Dude, so nuts. So is, is Gene, I saw that another thing I found interesting was the interview that you did have with Gene's son was, it, it, it made sure to preface that the interview was from 2013. Um, is he still, is he still around his son? Yeah, yeah, his son's still around. The family didn't participate in. I didn't think so. We okay. wouldn't have been able to make the documentary we needed to make if they had. But I had interviewed him, you know, 2013, seven years ago, for a documentary short I made about the topic, and uh, so we used some of that footage. Uh, and it's really amazing because he, uh, you know, for him, and the, the duality, the dichotomy of action work that's so interesting yeah. is that simultaneously it was a place of great pain, heartache, even death for some people. And then for others, it was their formative years, their teenage years, the yeah. best times of their life. And it, it's both. And for him, you definitely get the sense that, you know, these were his teenage years, the best times of his life. That was set up inside of that. And it was one, you guys had said that, to, and it was so true. It was like, you would go there and have that experience of this was just so amazing. But there were other people left and just like, oh yeah, I almost died. And some people, they did, you know? And like, I didn't realize, I always remember hearing like rumors that people had, had passed when I, when I had went, but the fact that heartbreaking story that you guys tell about the the death in 1980, yeah, um, yeah. like when that happened, and then it was the fact that he was able, Gene was able to say, no, this guy, he was working there. It was at night. It was raining. And then it's like, well, it wasn't raining. He didn't work there. And, uh, and, and you know, all, all that stuff, like it's, that's more like that, the fact that that family spoke to you too, I thought was pretty, was pretty great that they wanted to, uh, again, have their story be told. Was that, was that difficult to get them to participate? They told us that in the 39 years since that incident had occurred, nobody has ever asked them to tell their story. Wow. And that was absolutely shocking to me because yeah. death in particular has entered, has taken up such a prominent place in the action park lore. You see it referenced in articles and histories and everything about it. And the facts are just wrong. Like what's reported out there is to some degree the story that was put out there by the park that is really designed to make it look like it was the kid's fault. Right. You know, when you say you're an employee, doing this after hours, the real implication is you should have known better. You were doing something you shouldn't have. Right. But none of that was true. None of that was true. And then the park didn't said that the ride wasn't the blame. They said the rock that hit his head was the blame. And that, right. that, that was pretty shocking. Well, it, and that's, but it's funny though, because by the time you get to that in your, in your movie, there's no, I, I can't imagine that there's nobody who's watching that, your film that uh, was, oh, maybe, maybe Gene was right. Maybe, maybe he did. Maybe the, it was the kid's fault <laughs> at the point where you're at. You're like, no, every, like they were shooting tanks. There's, there's a guy shooting uh, tennis balls on fire at people. There's like that, that the, slide that goes loop up, upside down where they were paying the cattle people. prod. Oh, the cattle prod was the best. <laughs> oh, this, this movie was so insane because it was, and it was, the, by the way, who did the animation? Uh, it's named Richard I was Langer. Ask that. It, it was really designed to be evocative of like Schoolhouse Rock and like hundred percent. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's weird. Some people have seen it and they're like, this animation's really crude. It's like, have you seen a Saturday morning cartoon in 1983? <laughs> you know, it's, it, it was exactly designed to take you back. And I think people who kind of grew up watching those sort of cartoons instantly got that. Oh, I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I have to say, like, I was always so relieved because, first of all, the like, cartoons brought such a humor to it. But I also knew that I wasn't about to hear a horrible story if it was being animated. <laughs> like, I was always like, OK, like the, there's the one there's the one part where that's animated where the kid like they show like the kid flying up. And I was like, well, they wouldn't animate it if he's about to die. Right. OK. Yeah, right. It was like it was almost like it clued me into like yeah. relax during this part. It's gonna be And I'm glad you brought that up, Kate, because, you know, Seth, that was, I think, what you guys did very well was that there is it's it's a very and that's a lot of people are telling me up top is that it's a very funny documentary and and the reason why it's funny it's funny in the places it's supposed to be funny and then when we shift into uh, for example that story we just told about the family who lost their child in 1980 it's not funny at all it's it's very serious you you guys treat her with respect how do you find the balance though yeah well i mean i think the the urge some people might have is to push aside the injuries and the death and say we want to make this like rock and roll teen comedy kind of yeah. treatment of the topic because it's such a fun exciting uh imaginative place um but clearly that wasn't the whole story and we realize is both of those sides are so key to the story the tragedy is more tragic because five minutes before you're you're laughing right yeah. and we wanted to make a movie and this is somewhat cruel of us we wanted to make a movie that made you laugh and that made you hate yourself for laughing yeah, we want to make a movie that made you uncomfortable because Action Park is an uncomfortable topic. It sure so is. It has kind of like people yeah. have turned it into a joke, and that's fine because it, objectively speaking, there are things about that are absolutely hysterical that are just straight up comedy that are funny. But if you're going to laugh at Action Park, you need to feel uncomfortable. You yes. have to know that you're laughing at something that people got hurt at. You have to know you're laughing at something that has a darkness to it. And we realized that we wanted to make that transition as whiplashy as quick as sudden as possible because if you are yourself you know it's the old saying that a lot of people quote in reference to our movie it's all fun and games if somebody loses in life yeah. up until the minute you get hurt at a theme park you're having the best time of your life yeah. and then it happens and there's no warning and it happens and that's what we wanted the movie to feel I also feel, I feel like another really genius thing you guys did was that you um, you had like it's the movie starts and like Johnny Knoxville's up top and it's sort of like uh, immediately invokes jackass. Right. Like and it's sort of like, well, now we know where he got it from. I mean, not well, that that, made, that connection. a movie inspired by action. Yeah. Uh, yeah so. Oh, yeah. So it's just to me, it's sort of like that sets the tone. OK, like, this, is, this is the territory where we're going into. And then also to have Chris, I, I'm going to say his last name wrong, but the comedian. Um, get, get, okay, get her. So he is so funny, and like the way he's describing, especially the the Tarzan ride where they've got like oh, hundred yeah. people watching, and he like goes into like he's like, you know, no one ever blew a whistle at like a hundred people calling you a pussy. <laughs> like, I gotta tell you, being in the room during that interview was <laughs> one of the most astonishing. Uh, you, you know, I felt like I was seeing a private concert by Mozart. You know, like it was I was like, everything this guy is saying isn't just funny. It's meaningful. And it taps yes. into something and it says something and he tells a story and it wasn't scripted. You know, he didn't write it. He, like, and it, it, it's real and it feels real. I mean, he, he's an absolute genius comedian. I really hope this movie allows people to discover him. You may not be aware oh, of him. I've since looked him up. Absolutely. Yeah. No yeah, my fa my favorite part, my favorite part of the interview with Chris uh, Gathard, by the way, you guys should check him out because he he is he is one of the standouts in, in this movie for sure. As far as interviews go, he uh, when he was talking, Donald Trump was almost a, an investor and Trump 
said it was too crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Trump almost either bought or invested in Action Park. I spoke to numerous employees who were at the park when Trump physically dropped by wow. to talk to them. Uh, it was mostly like, I hate to say it, like young teenage girls he was talking yeah. to. Them. Yeah, yeah. But um, facts, but yeah, baby, facts. Exactly. <laughs> um, and the you know the word was he didn't really want anything to do with it because it was. Quote, too nuts, too wild, <laughs> which which is insane, you know. And like in general, like that, there was just so much going on. And then I'm um, and to be completely uh, upfront, I just started watching last night. I have like seven minutes left, so I, I don't know if you if you covered this at the end. When 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 was it? When was it shut down? So the park closed in '96. Or oh, yeah, it basically oh, in the '96 oh. season, it shut down. And it wasn't like some regulator came and said, "You guys are too dangerous. You got to go." It shut down to the financial reasons and bankruptcy uh, related in no small part to the many financial schemes the owner and his buddies were involved with. Yeah. Uh, but, um, two years later, it was purchased by IntraWest, which is the big company that owns um, uh, Whistler Mountain, like a big yeah. city. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And they took out most of the crazy rides, like no more looping water slide, no more fireball shooting tanks. That was all gone. And they renamed it Mountain Creek. Um, and so they renamed it Mountain Creek. And it, it is still called Mountain Creek it's under different owners now. They actually, the coda to the story, which you haven't seen yet, is that in 2010, just two years before Gene died, he repurchased the park. Oh, so, wow. So he took back control of the park in wow. the last years of his life. I'm going fin- to I'm gonna finish it as soon as, as, soon as we, uh, I, I can't take my eyes off it. I'm, I'm literally, like, as I was, I would, I would pause it. I called my dad. I called my brother. I, called, I, was, like, I was like, you have to watch this. So in, as far as HBO Max goes, um, because that was the one thing for me, the reason I didn't watch it sooner was, for, and this could, it's definitely because of me, and I, I have a Roku in my house. In my office, I, I was able to, to bring it up. But in my house, I can't find it on there. It's harder to find HBO Max. Was there was HBO Max the first and only home? Was there was there talk to go to other places or was it always HBO Max? HBO Max has been the best partners. I mean, yeah. I, and I can't, I'm not just saying that because, oh, you know, like dear corporate, whatever. But like they were they're so cool. They understood our vision. You know, they understood what the complexity of the story. They understood this isn't a story that is just rock and roll or just like true crime tragedy. Right. The weird, bizarre, confusing coexistence of them is the entire point of the movie. And they understood that. And when he talked to them, it was just like, you know, I wanted to marry them. Like, it was perfect. It was yeah. perfect. <laughs> um, anyway, guys, the, the movie is Class Action Park. It is on HBO Max right now. You really, really should check it out. Um, it is even and I can tell you this, too. This is something that I've told everybody on my on my show and, and in general. You don't have to know what Action Park is to because even Ben Goddard, who was not here be able to be here today, he watched it and he's like, 20 some odd years old and he was just fascinated that a place like this could exist and you know then going into the the it i bet you though the thing is and i'm sure when you talk to the, the workers inside of there um working there as a teenager must have been a dream job <laughs> yeah. oh it's so funny i actually just was looking right now i'm going to post on twitter in a little bit i found some of the old employee kind of guidebooks and shield yeah. Oh, God. Uh, the literal like text they're supposed to recite the people before they go down the looping water wow. slide. Uh, some real fun stuff. But, you know, we talk about in the movie that people who w- work there, it was it was their childhood. They look back with this intense sense of nostalgia because those were their high school years and your high school years in which you're given this enormous amount of freedom because you're 17 years old and you're managing a third of an amusement park. It sounds like yeah, a right. Yeah. 
<laughs> that shed over there, that's where you had your first kiss. That uh, over that's where you had your first beer, you know? So as people look back up and it's right like, there, that's where I was born. That's where I was born. And so, and these kids, they partied. They partied. That was yeah. their life. Like, yeah. Well, that that and the fights that would go on. I remember, I remember a lot of those fights. I mean, I, I wasn't in any of them, but I remember, I remember definitely being there and watching. Because I, it's funny that you said we closed down ninety six. Because I, the last time I went was ninety five. I was there in ninety five for sure. Um, and I just, I remember being there with my brother. I remember, and it, it's just, it was one of those places that you just felt the rules were out the window. But it was on you to make it out alive. So, story here about how how the the rules don't apply. Yes. To yes. So uh, it, this wasn't in the movie, but okay. So a guy escaped from a jail near Vernon, mm-hmm. and what did he do? He spent the day hiding in Action Park. And all I can think is he must have been thinking like, like the rule of law, the rules of law and man just stop at the gates of Action Park. Like, like yeah. police have no bearing here. Nothing happens. He was eventually, of course, caught while waiting in line for the Colorado River ride. So that theory did go out the window. But just imagine thinking, like, I'm safe from the rules of, of society. Yeah. <laughs> That's what anybody was thinking. It was, like a, it was like a different state. It was yeah, like, a, exactly. it, like I crossed it, the line. It's like being in an embassy, you know, yeah. it's like a diplomatic community. I'm in Action Park. You don't, you don't, have, to, you don't have to say whether or not uh, what it is, but can you, there's a story that one of the employees says, he's like, there's stories I have about Gene that I'm not gonna tell you right now. Did you find out what those stories were? There's a lot of stories. Uh, I'll give you guys one right now. Yes, please. Uh, yeah. please. So, so um, we talk in the movie, one of the security guards tells us that he, uh, we don't go into too much detail, but there, that Gene kept a machine gun in his desk, a Max yes. 10 machine gun. The full story. You guys, it's animated, it's animated that yeah. part. <laughs> Uh, so the full story is that he actually yeah. will break into Gene's office to try to steal it to shoot like cans uh, for fun with the assumption being that this was an illegal gun to begin with. This guy would have reported if his gun was missing. Well, when he actually got to the office, he found that the gun was not there. Uh, what I didn't know until just a couple of weeks ago, speaking to a different former employee, is why that gun wasn't there. Is that this other former employee I spoke to had the exact same idea, broke into Gene's office, found the gun, shot up a bunch of stuff and the gun was no longer there because Gene realized likely that the drawer of his office was not the best place to keep it. <laughs> oh my God. Go ahead. I have to ask you because I know this is, you said that you've been, you've been sort of working, not necessarily on this particular piece, but you've been working on Action Park for 10 plus years. What's, I mean, how does it feel to, I mean, do you feel like you are done telling the story? Is there more story to tell? Like what's, what's the feeling right now that this movie is out? Like how, how are you feeling about all of this? I feel great. But you know, when I (laughs) the short documentary seven years ago, my inbox was just filled with people wanting to share their stories and tell me like, you haven't scratched the surface. There's so much more that led to this feature. Since this feature has come out, that time's a hundred, you know, everybody knocking on our door saying, I've got stories, I've got stories. And you realize like, beyond the story, the greater story of Action Park and its founder, everybody who went there, it was their story. You know, everybody who went there had a crazy experience. You didn't leave Action Park without seeing something unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, so like the other stuff is that there was these potential, I mean, was he was he tied into the mob? Was there stuff like, like, do we do we know? I think he wanted people to think he was more okay. than actually being. Uh, the, you know, it, it, there was a lot of bubbles and rumors, like he was involved with, uh, probably shouldn't say too much here, but, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, 
I value my, my health and safety. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but he was clearly involved with some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, but the rumors were rampant, and I think he fanned the flames of those rumors intentionally, is really the perception I got because he wanted to be kind of notorious. You know? yeah. Do you think there is something, because kind of piggybacking off of Kate's question here, where I know that, that Johnny Knoxville did that the, the comedy uh, side of it, uh, Action Point. But do you do you think that there's a a, a scripted kind of uh, telling of of this movie uh, or of this this story of Action Park of Gene and, and all this? Do you think that that's a possibility down the line? Yeah. Well, actually, so the son of the owner, Andy, he had a book that came out like a month or two ago, and it's being turned into a TV show. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be kind of like a teen comedy. This story, the telling I would like would be something closer to let's just say like The Wire. Yes. Where you kind of uh, take it a little bit more seriously, but also, you know, the, the idea of following people at different levels of the system. You know, the, that's what I want to see. Yeah. 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 Teenagers, the town. Like, I would love to see something that really kind of, uh, you know, gives dip, gives equal weighting to kind of all of those elements of the story. Yeah. I mean, almost like, I mean, I know that Glow is 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 a comedy, but it's just, there's still there's still some dramatic moments inside of Glow on, on Netflix, right? But it was taken off of the 80s kind of uh, Glow wrestling. I think that you could do something for sure, like a long... I would love to see this, like especially. It was fascinating. I didn't know a lot of the stuff about this dude. You know, the fact that the Wall Street backgrounds, the tie-ins that he had in, the fact like uh, they make it up his own insurance company. I mean, that was that's that's insane. London and World Assurance is a assurance, very, yeah, really, really legitimate insurance company. I can assure you, it exists as a couple pieces of paper and a desk. It's. I mean, you could. This is. That's a role that. Gene is a role that any actor would just bite at. Are you kidding me? I mean, oh my god! But dude, so what? So what is next? And for you, you know, obviously, you've probably been getting uh, a lot of attention from this. Rightfully so. It is. It is. And 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 I'm not just saying because you found the right subject matter. I mean, when it comes to obviously as a filmmaker, I'm sure you you want to find the right story to tell that you're passionate about that you know you can get the audience passionate about that you can expand. Besides just the people who know it, um, and you've done that, right? But it's like, so what do you want to do um, next? Is it like we said, tell more stories of Action Park, or do you want to do something else? Uh, are you working on other things right now? Yeah, I've got some other things brewing that's a little premature to talk about as, as okay. it goes. Okay. Uh, but I, I love these stories about complex people. I love stories that you can't tell whether you think what you're watching is good or bad. I want stories that that swim in that gray area. And make you confused. I like I like the feeling of confusion. And if you do swim, get a lifeguard for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, C- CFS, CFS yeah. can't yeah. fucking swim. Look it up, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, did you? Yeah, did you find? Did you find any of the uh, the the people that the ex lifeguards or, or lifeguards quotes the, the ex workers there? Um, did you find them all to be pretty uh, easy to deal with, or were some of them uh, or mixture? Were some of them easy to deal with and just extreme characters, or, or were any of them difficult? Everybody's great. I mean, everybody was eager to talk. Uh, you know, the further you get from the management, the more eager people are to talk because, you know, they got nothing to lose. It was their teenage years. What are they afraid of, you know? Yeah. But once you get closer to Gene, closer to park management, it did, I'll say, take a little bit more finessing, a little bit more work, a little bit more relationship building to open those doors and a little bit more time, too. It, this wasn't a movie that I honestly feel like somebody could have just decided they were going to make and enroll cameras tomorrow. It took a lot of uh, relationship nurturing to make everything possible. 
Well, dude, you did a phenomenal job. I yeah. absolutely love this movie. Uh, you yeah. brought back a lot of memories, uh, <laughs> which I'm sure you hear all the time now. Uh, so thank you so very much. The movie, uh, once again, everybody, it's Class Action Park. It is on HBO Max right now. I cannot re- recommend it. High- is it. I have to recommend this movie. You have to go and see this like today. If you have a chance to see it, watch it today. It is just a great, great piece. Seth, thank you so much for joining us here today, my man. Great to be here. All right. Uh, thank you again. And guys, once again, check check it out. It is on HBO Max. All right. We're going to move on over, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, to some other. Oh, actually, we're going to take your stories now. We're going to put the Schmobat back on. But how how cool is that guy? Oh, my God. Yeah. He's so cool. Also, the editing of that movie. I didn't even get to say it. To oh, him. Yeah. Editing where like there's they're like, I, you know, we called him Uncle Gene. And then the next one is just the woman that lived in town goes, he was a piece of shit. Do you know that that you probably didn't get to that part yet? That's that is the woman who um, lost her son. Oh, um, no, I didn't get to that. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Who lost her son. So, yeah. So uh, anyways. Oh. But they, they Porgus, interviewed that so perfectly. He did. Seth Porges, by the way, he's uh, he's what a what a what a great job he did. What a great job! And I really would love for you guys to uh, tweet at him and let him know after you watch it because that's a that's a it's a very fun movie. RB3, you gonna check it out? Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna check it out. I'm definitely gonna check it out today, probably. And I'll tell you what, you don't have to have been from New Jersey. You don't have to have been to Action Park. If you were ever a teenager or are oh, a teenager, yeah. you will. You th- okay, what do you think? I love all of this movie, but it also the, not only that, but like knowing that like Dickie had been there, and also yeah. just like just like what I know of New Jersey too, because like where Dickie's family lives in New Jersey, it's like kind of bucolic and beautiful, and like like, r- like very rural, and like it's not what you picture with with New Jersey, and that's sort of w- the town that this takes place. I want to see. I want to see if I can get my friend James on on the air because he was talking about action park this morning and i was i was i was like shit i wish you were on the air with me right now. i'm gonna i'm gonna try it see he might tell me to get him up fuck off the air but i'm gonna i'll i'll try it anyway and i'll see somebody let's see because yeah. we were talking we, we were talking about it for a while we were talking about um all the rides that he would go on and the craziness that we would do we just it was it was ah. alpine slide though that thing was crazy you went down like uh, yeah, a slide yeah. on a on a go kart, basically, and people are like the little thing they're supposed to sit on. They would they would fly off and see their thing still going down. Yeah, you know, you know, actually, you know what? I wasn't. You know who I'll, I have? I do have a special guest of someone who had been to Action Park many, many times. We haven't heard this gentleman in a little while, so let's uh, let's let's bring him on in, and we'll we'll see. But this is this will this will be fun for everybody to if if he picks up. Yeah, what's All right, let's, let's, Saul, ladies and gentlemen. Saul is in the house. Saul, is, you, have, you have some stories about uh, about Action Park? I, I cannot be... Since you started talking about this yesterday, it's the only thing I've been thinking about for 24 hours straight. <laughs> and here, here's something here's something no, one's, no one brings up. At, at, out of all the tragedy, and like out of all the tension you went through when, when you, like, you were there, because at any minute, like, you were having a blast... But like at any minute, you had to be ready to like throw hands. Yep. You had to be ready. To, you had to be ready to like carry somebody out. Someone's head could be gushing blood. You had to like, you had to do triage sometimes. Like you had to like rip the waistband out of your swimsuit to tie it around the arm or some <laughs> shit. It was. It was. It was, it was the Hunger Games. It was, but it was so much fucking fun. Yes. It was so much fun when you were in the car driving away from. First of all, there's fucking mountains in New Jersey. No yeah. one talks about this. Yep. Like. You're, you're 40 minutes from the Bronx, but you like you feel like you're in Switzerland. You feel like you're in a recall yeah. cough drops ad. It's a weird location, 
But when you're driving away, it's like you feel like you just got away by stealing something. Like it was so much goddamn fun. It's so true. You did you did go there and you felt because it was like you it just it was all rules are off. You found a way. Nobody was policing anything. You could be 15 years old and you're drinking your four beers in, and it's like it and and you're going on the fucking Tarzan swing. And it was it was. It was nuts. I never went. I never did the Alpines uh, slide. I never did it because I always felt like nuts, that that to me does not seem safe. I never. Did you ever do the Alpine slide? Fuck no. I, yeah. even knew, <laughs> I fucking knew that not to fuck with it. Also, I never left the water area because that was always where the action really was. Yeah. And um, that's where all the chicks were really kind of hanging out, loose. Everyone was having a good time. You um. Oh yeah! <laughs> I guarantee you, if you went into the woods that surrounded the out, because by the, the Tarzan swing was like in the middle of the woods, like there yeah. was no sunlight hit that water. Oh, when you freezing. landed in the, when you get, it was like knives. It yeah. felt like knives in your, all over your body. Did you, did you watch? Did you watch the whole doc, Saul? Not all of it. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm dying to. I've been running around all day. Saw that also was actual mountain water. It wasn't like chlorinated. There was like trout swimming in that water. He can't, he can't hear you, but uh, oh, okay, so okay, Kate, okay. Kate said that there's like there's actually like trout sw- swimming in that water. Yeah, that you know that's the least of your worries. <laughs> so goddamn long. I promise I you, if you comb, if you went into the trees to this day, of, of where the where the where the swing was, I promise you, you would find skeletons with swim trunks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It was it was it was it was insane. It was the whole the whole thing was insane. They, they, you got to watch the whole thing because they they talk about everything. They talk about the, the what the other thing we didn't shit we didn't talk to Seth about was that you the, the, the you remember the race cars that they had there, like yes. the people, people dude dude people would get shit canned and go drive those cars and they couldn't police it because like how would you tell like they weren't doing like tests on people getting hammered driving those cars and people would people were driving off the track like onto the highway. It was like <laughs> I stopped getting fucked up all like I wouldn't get fucked up anymore like, the last two times I went there because I was legitimately concerned like as crap oh. everybody knew you were going everybody knew you were you were up to something when you were going to Action Park right yeah no one like if you went down to the Jersey Shore if you went to Disneyland and you heard like hey someone broke their arm. You, you know, at Disneyland, you'd be like, "Oh my God, what happened?" It was a big thing. If you if you heard someone didn't break their arm at Action Park, you're like, "Oh, what a shit day that was." Uh, <laughs> no one was like, "No, fucking dumb fuck broke no. his shoulder yeah. at Action Park." Yeah, idiot. that's what they, that's what they said. They said it was like dude, people would scream pussy at you if you didn't. Pussy. The cliff was just a cliff. The cliff. That was dude. That was my that was my thing. I would I would I would do the cliff all the time. And I remember looking up and I'm looking around and no one was watching. And like they they, they say like you could just jump on someone's on head. Top of someone. Yeah, it was it was crazy. All right. Anyway, Saul, I, I, this, you should you should check this out. The whole thing, man. It is. It'll bring back a, a flood of memories. Cannot wait. All right, brother. All right, talk to you soon. Dude, Christian, what about the? That it was just only in the prototype phase. It was called the oh. ball on the ball. All <laughs> across the fucking highway. So, so for anybody, it's like it's like if you ever seen the uh, the, the St- Steve Zuzu or the Life Aquatic, whatever that thing that they're in. It's basically that, and they put it on these tracks and they pushed it down. This is just a prototype, and they push it down these tracks. The track, with a guy in it. With a guy in it. The track broke, and the guy rolled off the thing. Over across the highway into the into like the fucking swamp. It was. Uh, I'm telling you, we could talk about this show, uh, this movie, and this in the action park for four hours. Um, all right, let's oh. let's let's get to your questions though. So we are going to go to Streamlabs, Streamlabs.com/slash uh, the Schmodown. The Schmodown. Thirteen donated twenty dollars. Here. 
Here's $20 so my boy Brett can put some respect on my boy Nelly's name. A list. <laughs> yeah, I know. Brett calling it. No, you're not able to say I was the Carol Baskins. Oh, the... oh, my bad. Same, same one. Repeat. She's she's hurting today. Yeah. Smell yeah. 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 I'm gonna try. I, listen, I out. love Nelly. I, I wish he'd have the Band-Aid back on his face. Come on, RB3. Let's, <laughs> let's start with that. Uh, let's start with... It was a Carol Baskin disc. Oh, yeah. Well, this is Dumbledore's left nut who says, I can't remember who predicted this a couple episodes, but it was announced today that Carol Baskin has been cast in Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, we talked about yeah, that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. talked about that earlier today. Uh, thank you for Storm Shadow Rocks who put in this robot. Your mom says, hey, Christian, I suggest you play the remake on PS4. RE2 is incredible and builds in the original. What are we talking about here? Well, it's RE3. What am I talking RE3. What did I talk about? I'm not sure. Campaigns are very short. You can finish them in under 10 hours. Uh, if you do, you should reconsider. Resident Evil? Much fun. Is it a way? Are we thinking? Yeah, I'm turning off for now. But yeah, it's turning off for now. It was just a little fix. too clear. I didn't want yeah, to, to, to fix it. have maybe a little bit of a break up or something. Maybe, uh, maybe tomorrow. Maybe we would try to see if tomorrow we can fix it up. Who knows? Fingers crossed here. It's, uh, <laughs> otherwise, it's going to be me, you, and uh, and Brett doing the show together. Uh, fifth one, 156 impulse. Hey, guys, hope you're doing great. Hey, Christian, the free-for-all is my all-time favorite event. I love how the players come to the stage with music jamming. I can't wait for the next free-for-all. 2021 or 2022, can it be in New York City or New Jersey? Um, the answer to that is if we get a sponsor, yes. Um, it, I, it's it, Because the sponsor would have to fly in the 35 competitors plus the crew and everybody else in order to do it. I've definitely thought about doing it somewhere else just with the way that we're doing it right now. And I would also suggest if you're able to join Patreon. Patreon.com slash Schmodown. This is what keeps us going and allows us to continue the league on. So uh, doing a free-for-all in the East Coast would be uh, great. Tim Sam with the Schmobot. for Sufferland with the Schmobot. <laughs> Uh, Tom Woodford, after yesterday's show, I decided to check out Class Action Park, and I absolutely loved it. I was crying with laughter for the first hour about how stupid the whole thing was, and then the last, last half hour had me sobbing. The loop, side, the loop slide is fucking crazy. It's beyond crazy. Calter uh, Turax, hoping to get back before the show is over. Got an interview with another job soon. Keep up the fun. Love you all. Hey. Catch you all soon on tomorrow. Save the Rocky Four robot. Nah, get rid of it. You have it in the right. You have the you have it in the theatrical version. They did you see by the way? In uh, did you see Stallone's Instagram? He, he's uh, he's he's recutting the fight, and there's a shot. There's a shot where Dolph Lundgren actually hit him, and it knocked him down. Um, and he and he's leaving it in the film, which oh, that was pretty good. Cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. CJ who uh, who put in a. Uh, it's, it's so disappointing you could tell he. Had, oh no, that was in there. Robot, thank you. He pressed in L.A. Where it went wrong. Finn was never truly heroic. He always seemed to act in his own interest. Han did that, but then had heroic moments. The one heroic moment Finn would have had was if he killed himself on Crate and Rose got in the way of that. Well, I mean, I think that Finn, they, they tried to redeem that in the third one. I think he did a lot of heroic stuff in the third one. Uh, I mean, he yeah, was. Yeah, he tried you know, to get the, um, the, the people, um, all of the. You know, yeah, and he was going to. 
he was going to stay back behind and he was going to help everybody well, out. That, he, that was my problem. That's the exact problem with the last Jedi. Like he was supposed to have that hero moment. Yes. And they took that from him. Like, and yeah. I, I don't know. So. Well, they, they had, but that, that was, it was such a step back in the last Jedi from what they had set up in the first movie. It's like, he went through all that stuff already. He went through the, I don't want to, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be part of this uh, rebellion. I'm going to get the hell out of here. I'm all in my best, my best interest. And then meeting Ray and he's like, no, you know what? I'm turning back around and now I'm going to fight. And he picked up the saber. And even though he got, you know, hurt, he picked up the saber to say, no, nah, you know what? I'm going to fight against this. And then he wakes up and he's the same guy he was before he picked up the saber. Right, and it's right. like, it's, it, he just went backwards. And I think he knew that, uh, John Boyega clearly knew that. And I was surprised that more people didn't see that. That was one of my biggest gripes with Last Jedi. He was pushed back so hard in that movie. Like so hard. That, that, the Finn storyline sucks in that film. Um, all right, so back to both Queen for Sutherland, Jack Wick, Boston Movie Geeks, I'll put in Schmobots. Thank you so much. Bruce Leroy, I had a question uh, for backstage yesterday that wasn't asked. I was curious if the Bateman-Guy match was taped before the Who's the Boss match. I thought the team match would be great fuel for Guy, but it wasn't mentioned. I'm now uh, cancer-free. Go Huskers. Well, congratulations. Hey, hey, congrats. congrats. Barry's the lead on that one, buddy. Uh, like, like I said yesterday, I don't believe in giving so much, unless it's on backstage um, and we're doing a couple things, I don't believe in airing out everything that goes on behind the scenes, contrary to a lot of what other shows have been doing lately. Um, I don't believe in that, so I'm going to keep that for us. Curbside Profit Ooh. 13 with a Schmobot. Jay Wade. Hey, crew. Hope you're doing well. Class Action Park doc looks amazing. It's on my list to watch this weekend. Thanks for all you do. Just wanted to let everyone know. SCN After Live will be live today at 3.15 p.m. Uh, Eastern on SCN After Live YouTube channel. Thank you so much, Jay. Oh, wow. Jay Wade, I got to get back to him. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And Queen for Sutherland again. Uh, <laughs> thank you. You missed my second Schmobot. Oh, I'm sorry. Right, let, let me let me see which one it was. Maybe, well, we might have been in the middle of. Let's see. Uh, I know Star Wars fans love Star Wars, but the fans just need to chill out and let Lucasfilm make the films that they set out to do. I think Rise of Skywalker was driven by fan response and so ruined what could have been an awesome conclusion to a trilogy. Um, I agree and disagree at the same time. I think that you got to start with Last Jedi on that because Last Jedi didn't follow Rise of Skywalker. Um, so you, yes, they gave they gave the opportunity to the director to say, "All right, here you go." They should have mapped it out. You don't have to have you don't have to follow what JJ had, but whoever you should have mapped out a full trilogy before you made these movies. You had you had all this time to do it, and George Lucas had mapped out the trilogy and kind of where it went. Doesn't mean you have to go with all of his ideas, but they had this whole mapped out thing. It is a recipe for disaster to say, "You do that, you do that, you do that." Now, I know. It is very different. You can say, well, that's what they did for the original trilogy. That's what they did for the original. That's what, I mean, they didn't really know where they were going with that. Some, some people say that that's not true. Some people say that George Lucas did have some kind of an, of an outline for that. But it was also a very different age. It was a lot of different expectations. Shit. That's the question, Kate, I wish that I would have uh, asked Seth that I just remembered. What? Can, you imagine, can you imagine what how fast action park would have been shut down today with social media oh like it tomorrow even, it wouldn't have even opened no no chance especially with the cult you know well i was gonna say like you know like they would like have a video come out from like employee training showing somebody getting hurt on a slide yeah. Yeah. it would never even open no apartment. because with those and especially the employees that were there they they would have taped themselves doing something extremely crazy it would have went viral and then it would have been exposed and it would have been on the news and then it's the end of the park oh, so um, let me ask you the parents like 
my parents would never have let me go to that. And like, that's the comedian. Chris even says that his parents are like, please use good judgment. Yes. But like I said to Dickie, I'm like, your parents let you go. He's like, no, Claude took us. Cause Claude was his, 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 his sister's eight years older than him. And it was right. her fiance. Yeah. What, like what parents How? are letting their kids work at them? Well, at that place? Work there and go there is different. Um, because I don't, because I think it's the same thing as you, you, because of the guys, you know, you you think because of Disneyland, because there was a place called Rye Playland when I was growing up, because of all the great adventure, these are places that were respected and that you say, okay, well, it's it's a place where they're taking people's safety serious. It has the guise of, of saying, uh, okay, this is Action Park and the rules are out the window, but you're like, but not really. But in this case, it was really. And yeah, yeah. but you, as a parent, you're like, nah, yeah, there are people watching over and no one was watching over. So like, and there were no reports of it because and you expose why because of of all the the maneuvering the guy was doing behind the scenes to make sure that he was he was protecting himself and his business um but like you, you don't hear you didn't hear about that stuff and that's why i say if it was today you would hear about it it would be exposed more there'd be more channels to expose it and there aren't there weren't at the time so that that's why because i remember i don't i remember going being there feeling like it was just crazy off the wall but i never uh, but I never. I don't remember a conversation ever with my parents. Like my dad took us there. I remember my dad. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I remember my dad taking us there like a couple times, and you know he was always be careful, be careful, be careful. Um, my mom never really, you know, when it came to that stuff, she would just say, "All right, so your dad's taking him to another one of these parks." She wasn't probably paying attention right. to it too much, you know. So yeah, and but that's kind of where I was when I heard when you hear about the death that happened in 1980, and there was a couple more that happened after that. The fact that it wasn't exposed and and the and what's his face the the comedian that, that you just brought up um, Chris, Chris uh, Gethard yeah he he says it he's like after the wave pool the first death the second one, he goes he goes close the fucking wave pool yeah. he's like put up a sign that says like you know caution here and so anyway um, all right so moving on over let's see if there's any more questions here. Uh, da, 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 Wade, By the way, somebody had mentioned Bill and Ted, and I'm not sure when. Yeah, I'm going to get into Anthony, that. I was going to say we're going to get we are going to get Anthony Kerrigan on the show one of these. Days. Oh yes, yes, yes. We we're definitely going to do that, which would be either, great. Either, either tomorrow or some, or Monday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Or yes, Friday would, or next week. Hundred percent. No ho, no ho, Hank. Uh, I think that I would. Yeah, I'd probably prefer. I'm not going to be on tomorrow, so I'd prefer next week if possible. I, I'm sorry, I'm not on tomorrow either. I told him. Okay, I told Friday. Him, I want it to be when I'm on because well, I. So, so maybe Friday. So I asked him Friday. Yeah. Okay, great. Selfish Kate, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. My, see. It's my pal. This is, well, Marshall Weeks says, "Hey guys, watch Bill and Ted Three last night in the theater, and I love this movie so much. Um, I had so much fun with it. Haven't been able to watch live these past few weeks, but that Batman trailer was so damn awesome. And John Wick Four and Five filming back to back. Hell yeah! I think that's so smart for John Wick Five because what's Keanu Reeves? Fifty, fifty-one, or whatever he is." You know, it's like yeah. there's only so many more of these movies that guy can do. And I know you say, oh, look at Liam Neeson. Yeah, I know. But Keanu Reeves really puts himself into it more than anything else. And I know Tom Cruise, same thing. But Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves really is, uh, I mean, he goes all out in these movies. So filming them back to back like that and then we'll have them out year to year, uh, I think it's a great idea. RB3, do you agree with that? Um, I do agree with that. The only thing that worries me is when they shoot movies back to back. There, there are like some good examples with the Lord of the Rings. There are also like a lot of bad examples, like particularly with Keanu and the Matrix, like Matrix two and three shot back to back. So that's the only thing that worries me a little bit. Hopefully they they have a good plan. They have a, a solid story and script for both of them, you know, to yeah. make it work. 
Um, so just something real quick. I don't know. The Super Chats is registering strangely on uh, on Streamlabs. So Brian uh, Brawler says, I just watched Crimp Cramp on Netflix. 10 out of 10 documentaries. Anyone else seen it? If so, what are your thoughts on the movie? I have not seen it. Anybody else? No, I'm not sure no. what that is. Can I tell you, last night I walked in on Dickie Uh-oh. weeping Oh. at a documentary. What documentary? Gleason. About Jackie Gleason? No, about this football player steve gleason who oh. was um a new orleans saints player but then it ended up getting als oh, and, and it's als like six months like right before they find out they're pregnant with their first kid and oh. so the, the movie serves as like a video memoir to his kid he's still alive today but oh it was the bit it was just like he was I'm like sorry. i walked in and i was like what is this thing you're watching? and he was just like, oh, was like yeah. so hard but apparently it's a beautiful beautiful documentary well, that's awesome all right well yeah. Gleason. all right well Gleason, yeah let's it see like you said crim cramp but i think it's crip camp oh crip camp that sounds like a different crim cramp sounds like just what you're doing <laughs> like fiddly food what are you up to a little crim cram <laughs> you're right it is crim <laughs> Crim Hey, everybody, want to do a little crim camp with me? Oh, uh, poor crim camp. Going out back and doing a little crim camp. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, crim. Crip camp is probably crip very camp. different than crip camp. Very crip camp, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know very, I mean? very different. Very different. All right. Uh, well, let's let's go. I'm going to try to hit these super chats and see which ones are out there too. This is uh, Josh C. Carol Baskin should dance die of the tiger. We said that. Chris <laughs> Corbin, what do you think is the future of Ryan Johnson's career after these comments from Boyega? Um, I don't think Ryan Johnson's going to catch too much. Uh, I mean, he'll catch flack from it. There's no doubt about it. I don't think it'll it'll hurt his career at all. Do you do you think it'll hurt his I career? I don't think he's particularly like pointing the finger at Ryan Johnson either. Yeah. Like I think he's just saying like overall, like the Disney brand, the Star Wars brand, didn't do like the best for him, and like nobody really you know fought for him in the way that they needed to fight for him. So I think that's what he's saying. Yeah. I don't think he's blaming JJ or Ryan Johnson or even yeah. Kathleen Kennedy. I think he's just saying overall the culture, the brand needs some adjustment, and I think that's what he was he was saying. I agree with you, Chris. Kelly, uh, Kelly Marie, Marie Tran has every right to be complaining too. Yeah. They, they discarded her. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. More so in the, but more so in the last movie. Yeah. They really, really. Sorry, that's, that's what I really mean. Yeah, but that's that's what I said before. It's like you know that's yeah. that's it's and I think that's why I agreed with one of those comments of you you can listen to the fan base, but you have to be careful on how much because if you're just because you you basically does it and I you can't look at the rise of skywalker and say that because jj goes no no no, we paid a lot of attention to what ryan did no you didn't no you no you didn't i mean that's clear anybody who saw the movie says you you know you didn't Uh, there's a lot of ryan says it didn't matter who she was ah she's palpatine's granddaughter oh okay it doesn't matter is it well it's this uh the lightsaber that's not a way a jedi would treat us it's like uh, there was there was there was back and forth of like that's what you did but well, JJ shouldn't have left the movie though. If he wanted to come back and do it, it's a whole, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Um, but anyway, Mandalorian comes out next in October. Yeah. Uh, yes. So Ronaldo Dominguez the third. Do today's cars make the best sound booths? That's for Roca, obviously. Um, maybe, maybe so for sure. This is Chris Corican. 
Is it wrong that I like all three of the sequels? No. And enjoyed Finn's overall arc? No. I understand Boyega's issue with his character's arc, but for me personally, I still liked what Finn went through. That's just me, though. And that's, see, that's, that's the, the, the biggest problem of being a, a movie fan in general today is that you're not allowed to feel the way you do. Because if you do, you're either uh, you well, you're either paid off, or you don't know shit about movies, or you're a, or you're a fucking scumbag, or you hate this, or you're a fucking loser. It's like that's the kind of shit that is it's ridiculous. Like I could tell you, like I could tell you, like if you look at, if, if I could not, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you that he, that he had a good character arc. I don't I don't agree that I like all three movies, but I'm not you. You 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 know what I mean? Got Arby theory? You can say. Oh no! I was gonna say no, 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 Christian. You can't call people. You can't say no, 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 no. You can't, you can't do that. No, 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 no. You can't, you can't, you can't do that. You can't tell people that it's not right to scream. You're what are you saying? You're saying anger's wrong? No, 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 no. You can't say anger's wrong. You can't do that. You can't do that. No, 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 no. You can't make sure that. Oh no, no. You're talking too close to the microphone. Not everybody likes you talking close to the microphone. Don't do that. No, I'm gonna tweet that out. Hashtag too close. Hashtag too close to your microphone. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Make sure you. Uh, hey, wait a minute. Hey, hey guys, uh, what are you talking about Action Park? You guys shouldn't be talking about Action Park. Uh, you shouldn't be doing that. Like, people don't like documentaries anymore. Don't be Not everybody wants to be in real. Everybody wants to be in uh, fake stuff, guys. What's what's all this crim cram? Yeah. Scram, scram, scribbly screw. Jen, uh, Jared Barkley. In the end, it's just a movie. Fans are going to say what they say about the movies. People are honest about the Jurassic World movies, and there's no controversy. Yeah, that's a different. That's a different you situation. <laughs> <laughs> you should go to hell. Uh, people like dinosaurs, but it's because people aren't messing around with dinosaurs. You can't, you can't fuck with dinosaurs. What are you doing? You gonna, you Wait, I, hold on. I watched that animated uh, Jurassic Park trailer. Oh yeah, how was that? How was it, it for it, Netflix? It, it, it looked a little goofy. I don't yeah. know. It's, uh, no, 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 Brad. You can't say animals no, no, goofy. You can't say dinosaurs are goofy. They went. It, people don't like that. People don't like when you call dinosaurs goofy. That's 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 a long time ago. People you called them goofy back in like the '60s. After Jurassic Park came out in 1993, that all went out the window. You can't say that, man. You can't do it. Uh, Cooley High. What is a movie that makes you cry? I can't get over how sad Bridge to Terabithia is. Uh, Mask with Eric Stoltz. That got me. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. How about you guys? Hey, Dennis. Yeah, that was it. Uh, man, Forrest Toy Scott. Story three. Yeah. Yeah. About time is the one that just will. I, I still can't get over. Somebody said I'm offended. My uncle is a dinosaur. Hi, uh, <laughs> SCN crew. Love what you do every day. I wanted to let. Aussie Wildberries fans know that Josh McCougar's Eating History starts on Fox this Saturday. Well, there you go. Hey, hey. that's great. Yeah. Can't say it's great. That's <laughs> 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 not what we use it anymore. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta switch it up. That's going to be in Australia? No? Uh, no, people don't like that. People don't like what we call it Australia. <laughs> people like to call it the place where kangaroos live. <laughs> can't mention kangaroos. Kangaroos. <laughs> You can't call it down under because it seems like it's, it's making it less than. What are you talking about? Oral sex? You can't do that. You can't do that. People, people don't like that. <laughs> All right. Let's get back on over to. Um, it's, I think that's everything as far as the, sh- the super chat goes. Uh, and then. Oh, yeah. By the way, if you didn't see Perry Nemiroff was on um, 
backstage yesterday. Great interview. Jeff Snyder was also on, which as always, he's officially. You were on that show yesterday, RB three. Is Jeff Snyder officially the Dennis Rodman of the Schmobot? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what his. I don't know what his deal is. I mean, he just kind of showed up and was so good. Yeah, I mean, but I, I love his. I mean, I love that he still hypes up Patriots like that isn't like three seasons ago. I, I have to, I have to keep low. I have to, I have to watch the full interview. He's my, he's my favorite interview that we've ever had on on backstage. He's, uh, <laughs> he really is. He's Dennis Rodman, Jack Wick. Hey guys, Christian, did you see Snyder on backstage say that he might come after Roca or Cushing as his partner next season? What are your thoughts? It's my favorite. Is that he's he's you talk about? I feel like Jeff Snyder would have thrived at Action Park um, because like <laughs> that's exactly where he should be living at. Action park because he's not the one that makes the rules it's it's roxy now i don't know who if if that means he's going to go somewhere else and court other people but who knows uh review and play 23 i like the choice to not have finn kill himself if everyone sacrificed himself for the people we love we'd all be dead if the movies were ex- executed correctly finn would get a scene to do something great and thanks rose for the opportunity i agree pac-man Dwayne, yes kate tell dicky uh he's my guy and that is my favorite documentary of all time it brought me to tears also and i'm and i'm not gonna lie to y'all six flags america in washington dc area could have had a documentary on it it's uh <laughs> as it seems i've seen some shit at that at that shit ass park um pld haven't been able to watch live just wanted to say hello there you all rock thank you pld marshall weeks happy birthday keanu reeves he's 56 today look at that wow. um oh i think we have a super chat that we might have skipped over to um by uh jim and john who said uh magic johnson 1980 showtime versus uh jordan 1996 um, I go Jordan on that. Jordan. Just, yeah. I, that but Jordan. who's not going Jordan on that? I know it's true. Right. Go Thermos, no, you won't. Therm Scissor Punch. The Star Wars High Republic comics will show Yoda at. I thought it was a six hundred years old. They said seven hundred, but seven hundred years old. Uh, traveling as a member of the Jedi Council, should they reveal more about the Yoda species? I I don't know about should. It's up. It's it's up to. I I still think that they're never gonna do that unless Lucas gives them the. I think that's the one thing that Lucas was like. You know, I'm gonna sign this over, but don't reveal anything about Yoda's species. Um, and this is the B staff. My little boy turned one a couple months ago, and he's finally starting to walk. We've been worried about his development during these trying times. Couldn't be more proud of him when he came up and went. Da da. Subscribe to the meaning of podcast. That was good. <laughs> Uh, Boston Movie Globes. Christian, if they ever do a Revan trilogy, do you think they should rewrite the ending? I think the story is badass, but the ending after he upwards Darth Nereus is pretty anticlimactic. Thoughts? Um, I think that if they were going to do something, they should really take the first Knights of the Old Republic and turn that into a series. I think you could turn that entire first game into a series that's what i'd like to see uh curbside profit can't believe brett is now wishing harm on my boy nelly band-aid on his face that's messed up dude i'm saying the look should come back honey they're trolling you they know they know exactly what you're saying okay brett Mr. Okay, Brett, you understand what's happening here. Uh, what is IP stand for again? Mr. Anus, could you guys do a Smowdown live event from Action Park? I don't think. I mean, I don't even know what's there anymore. Well, it's this mountain thing now. Yeah. The guy was saying they're actually. No, no, no. He said there is. It is now. Yes. No, they, it yeah. was bought several times and renamed, and uh, I think it's yeah. now still called Action Park. If but they took out no, all of the it? wild. No, 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 no. He said it, he said it, it got bought over. It's I actually skipped to the end so I could watch it. It, it 
the, he just said he didn't cover it in the documentary, but the the way it is now is it's called like Mountain Creek or something. Right. They took out all of the wild rides. It's just like a normal water park now. Uh-huh. I thought no, but I thought I thought what he said. I have to watch it, but I thought what he okay. said was that before he died, Gene bought it back over. He did buy it back over, but I think it's it's still. Right, I'll watch. It. I'll, I'll, I'll watch and find it. Find Mountain Creek on. Water Park. Is that what it is now? Something like that, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, it's because you do a Smodown live event from Action Park. I mean, because I, I would like to go. I would actually like to go and visit the new one if it is still open. I think that that would be a fun thing for all of us to do, like oh SEN live trip to do that oh, to yeah. see like how safe it is now and, and oh how boring God. it is. But also Saul saying we should go off into the woods and see if we find skeletons wearing swim trunks. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Another thing. All right, let's see if there's any more uh, that we missed here. Uh, hey, hey, been watching a lot of comedy on the YouTubes and wondering who's the best comedian you've seen doing crowd work. Uh, there's no there's nobody better than Rick Ingram. He's the best crowd working comedian of all time. Uh, and if you don't know who he is, you should. Rick Ingram is the best because that's all he did for like an hour. He would just talk to the crowd and come up with bits. And he is he is a genius. And we got to get him on this show. Who, who what is it that did a, a whole special of just crowd work? Um, I don't remember. Maybe him. Is, oh, God. I will say in person, the and I know I'm biased because he's a pal of mine, but Andrew Santino, I remember watching a show at the Improv of his once that I was in also, but just watching him and he went up and then somebody was doing something in the front row and the rest of his set was just, it, and I was like, I wish I could improvise that well. I mean, he had the place in, yeah. in tears. He's really good in it too, but, he, but that's the difference. Though, like, But even Santino, though, probably went up with an act that he had yes. with him. Yeah. Ingram, Ingram never goes up with an act. He's just all crowd That's work. That's amazing. Yeah. That's Pac- like a special, special yeah. skill. Pac-Man Dwayne. Uh, hey, guys. SDN, I'm offended today. This show was all about fart jokes and uh, and and slong jokes. What the hell are you doing talking about Star Wars? Go back to fart jokes. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you can't say farts anymore. You have to say flatulence. Farts is gone. Farts is offensive. Uh, Todd Berry, 2014. It's a really good doc. It's all, he's doing all crowd work the whole. It's absolutely right. All right, guys, listen. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for Seth Porges joining us today. Watch his movie. Watch his movie, Class Action Park on HBO Max. Really, really good. Thank you to Brett Sheridan. Thank you to Kay Mulligan, RB3. To everybody out there who generously donated today. Appreciate it. John Rocco will be back on the show tomorrow. I'll be uh, be back on Friday. And uh, head on over to the Skybound store. There's only like two or three days left of Attack Peter's exclusive design of corruption versus the Finstock Exchange. And today, the Barbarian. He's going to face Whitney Seibold. Make sure you check that out. See who's going to advance into the next round. Thanks, everybody. See you tomorrow.